I love that intro. It's great. They have uh, so many concerts coming up. Like they're booked till the end of the summer. It's awesome. That is good. That is good. Is is Nick doing a bunch of solo stuff too, or just uh, yes? Hulk oh yes. No, on top of that, and he just got notification that his vinyl is being shipped. So as soon as we have information, um, you can actually go to nickpassy.com and order his vinyl already. I think it's like twenty two bucks, but. It's awesome that he decided to do that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like the idea of, of vinyl. I think it's uh, it's retro hipster cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of cool, but it's also stupid because who listens to vinyl? Just the cool kids. Yeah. And what what I always hear is an argument for listening to vinyl. This is the New Utah podcast, by the way. <laughs> in case you manage to click on us, find us, click on the episode, hit play without fucking looking at what we're called, um, we're the New Utah podcast. Um, but anyway, so... What always amazes me is someone talks about why they want to listen to vinyl, and they're like, the sound's so pure. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a fucking needle crackling over fucking dead skin sitting on top of the record. That not doesn't make it real. Not necessarily true. So I just bought a bunch of records at the Urban Flea Market a few weeks ago, um, ranging from records from the 80s to um, when Mary Poppins come out, 1964, 1963. Oh. Um, Mary Poppins, way crackly. All the other ones perfectly clear yeah, that's because so. it's old and full of dirt wash it <laughs> i'm serious like clean it off because they're full of dirt and the needle picks up all that dirt but that's my point like that's not a that's not I pure like music sound. sound just because just because we figured out a way to make it better doesn't mean that like that's that's like saying you want to listen to a fucking cassette tape Eight track. Maybe I do. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have any, like, there's not real merit there. I like the old eight tracks where it picked up the song underneath it. Oh, yeah. So you could kind of hear the other song being played backwards demonically in the background. I mean, if you like the sound of the record player, like, cool, good good on you. But don't try to tell me that that's a higher quality sound. It's clearly not. For me, it's not a higher quality. It's a memories for me. Like, I just love the sound of a record player. Yeah, I just don't really care. It's a big piece of equipment that's an inconvenience. We mine's have little. One. Mine's in a little suitcase. We have a record player in there. Well, and now the big thing is to have record players that can push out to your computer. Well, mine like, has what the a... What fuck's p- the point in that? Mine <laughs> you're just going to make it fucking digital? Yeah. Mine, you have a little thing on the side that you can connect like a flash drive to and record the songs off of it. Okay, so we're enabling piracy. They're going to do it one way or the other. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Well, I guess put but, it on your phone. But this I don't is know. the thing. Like, okay, so I'm going to rip that from the record and I'm going to have it sound like shit or less than the highest quality that I can get. No, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand music Listen, in its especially, especially music today, which is all digitally recorded anyway and then digitally mastered. Like, give me I a how, break. I wonder how it's going to sound with his stuff on vinyl. That is a good point, though, that it's digitally recorded. It's all digitally recorded and mastered and everything And then put on else. vinyl. I wonder how yeah. that's going to sound. That'll be interesting. I'll have to ask Brother Passy how that goes. I mean, like, if you want to listen to the way something sounded when it was recorded in the 50s, go get the vinyl. Get the 45s, right? Because that's what they were all I on. love my 45s. But it honestly... used to be on 78s, and then they went to 33s. And then they had the record players that could play two different speeds. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then they had the minis, and you had to have the little plastic the insert to make it work. Yeah, that's a 45, isn't Yeah, it? those. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Hey, uh, records are cool. I was watching Pawn Stars last night, and some guy came in, sealed, 
seal. Well, it's on after American Pickers, and I fell asleep. So <laughs> Record, no, I'm not laughing about Pawn Stars because I like that kind of crappy show. I was laughing about records are cool. Oh, they are. So the guy, <laughs> this guy, came in with a bunch of Beatles records that were still sealed. They had never been opened before. He sold this collection for like fifteen thousand dollars. Wow. He's awesome. Somebody's an idiot for paying that much. Well, the when J- James bought uh, the Legend soundtrack when we went to, because that's what he's going to have Tim Curry sign it. And um, it actually is a promotional press. It has the stamp on it that was for promotion only, which is totally cool. You see, that's, that's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm not. You can see I collect shit, and it's really just shit. Um, but I don't. There's not a value on any of it. Like, it's just stuff. I like that you have the Twilight books in there amongst all of your your <laughs> figures, your your Funko Pops and everything. To be fair, they're not mine, <laughs> but we have a, we have a few nice sets of hardback books that uh, the girls and I live in a house full of women. Oh, also by the way, that voice that just spoke up—that's Holly, Bree two point tonight. Yeah, that's ho- right. Holly Gates, who has joined us plenty of other times, but Bree has other commitments tonight that precluded her from being on the show and. Um, you know, stupid kid stuff, basically. And I have a second choice. <laughs> you're number two. No. Yeah. Actually, you technically, were, your first choice. Your first choice. That's a good point. That <laughs> is a very good point. Your first choice is a replacement <laughs> host. <laughs> and this is a, how it happened. I said, hey, Holly, you want to come be on the show? And then I asked everyone if it was okay. <laughs> yeah, like, so. so I knew like a month ago. And then today I get the, or yesterday I get the text from Jeremy. Oh, you're going to be on the show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that, this, that's Jeremy. Classic Jeremy. I just show up here and <laughs> maybe I look at something before I get here sometimes have you read do you read the stories now that we're kind of doing the shared show it does help i i do go on to them by the way what (laughs) i said that's a big no it does help it does help (laughs) 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 fucking liar uh i mean it helps me a lot because but i'm still trying to remember to put my stories in daily instead of like amassing them uh which i do I tend to do, especially like Monday. I'm I'm a day ahead now. I put most of them up Monday. Um, but there's a lot of new stuff coming out we'll talk about. The legislative session is in full swing, so. That's always fun. Actually, Bree was, last night was at a legislative recession for the hospital association. Oh, cool. So um, that was interesting. I just have to say they're making, so they're going to replace a statue at the Washington, well, D.C. They're thinking about so it, So right? this is what I'm saying. They're like, oh, what are we going to do with the statue of Philo T. Farnsworth? Take it a freaking beaver. That's where he's from. Just take it there. And no one gives there. a shit about beaver, though. It doesn't matter. That's where he's from. Hey, and then people beaver have Beaver tacos are amazing. See, and then, <laughs> yeah, it's true. And then when you go through, and then you have something else besides squeaky cheese and beaver tacos. Beaver cheese, mushrooms. Isn't, oh, yeah, the mushrooms. Isn't there like a film museum That's they were Fillmore. talking about putting it up? Putting oh, sorry. Somewhere around here. Fillmore Mushrooms. Like a Utah <laughs> film museum somewhere around here? I did buy mushrooms the other day, and they were from down there. It made me laugh. <laughs> uh, mushrooms are gross. What's wrong with you? I don't know. But we, we talked about Farnsworth on a previous episode, right? We did, yep. He's the inventor of the TV, basically. Um, big Utah accomplishment. I don't disagree that maybe there's some better stuff we can put up there. I don't know about this lady, though, this... this She's a badass. Are you kidding yeah, it's me? Fucking this. The whole story is just weird. Like I'm, I'm a plural wife. I, if 
fuck my husband. I'm going to run against she him and win a Senate seat in the state Senate. And she went against her husband. And this is a, this is a while ago. So this is some pretty cool stuff oh, that she's it. done. Well, this is like this is like mid like turn of the century. Well, it was like like yeah, well, it was like <laughs> the eighteen eighteen thirties, right? Or nineteen thirties? I mean, yeah, somewhere in there. Not eighteen thirties. Fuck, that's no, really actually. Old. I think it was soon. I think it was in the twenties. The nineteen twenties before the depression. Yeah. Before, so, anyways. almost a hundred years ago. Wow, whatever. Twenty eighteen. It's crazy shit. Uh, so I mean, I don't know. There's the it could. Could be worth putting her up there. I, I don't know. I like Farnsworth, but I mean, really, when your claim to fame is this dude made the TV, like you gotta admit he changed the world. Oh fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> I mean, that's like we're in the information age, and a big part of that was TV. Just the, the switch from stupid radio and crappy records to TV. Philo, we love you. He doesn't. He can't hear you. He's dead, dude. He Philo is everywhere. Philo is in you. Well, I have been to the Capitol and seen those <laughs> those statues, though. Um, have you guys, any of you guys been up there uh, in D.C. and seen any of the statues? No, no, it was closed when I was there. It is really cool. Uh, kind of. I mean, they're all over the Capitol. There's, there's a couple spots where there's a ton of them, but they're spread out through the whole Capitol. Uh, these statues, uh, every state gets one, and it's hmm. just kind of a cool little thing. So they're gonna replace ours with Hatch. We just fucking talked about it. The lady. Yeah, I don't remember what her name is. <laughs> no, they're actually gonna put Hatch up Dude, there. Look, I know you don't oh, read show just notes. Have him stand there. Just have him stand there because well, it's practical. They're just gonna they're gonna encase him in copper. <laughs> I mean, that really should be it's the statue that we solo. put should be copper. I think, right? That's just the copper mine. Or, or yeah. you know what it should be is uranium. There you go. <laughs> make, a, make a uranium <laughs> statue and then encase the uranium in copper. Just let it fucking kill all the people on Capitol Hill. Trust us, it's got uranium in it. Yeah, I mean, those are the two biggest minerals we export, right? <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. Copper, well, gold actually is worth quite a bit here. We've got a bunch quite of gold. gold. That came all out, that, that comes out, out of here. the copper pit that you can see from space. Yeah, and everywhere else you look. It's really kind of an eyesore. It is massive. It takes up the entire west side of our state. Yeah, well, it's a huge mountain. It's a big it, hole. It, yeah. was it was a, a huge mountain. mountain. There's a big, there's a big pile of debris on the side of it now. There's a crater that that's, the mountain is inside out. It's really fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna deal with filling that back up at, at some point when they give up. In the, it'll be like that one in China that they just abandoned, or is that in Africa? The one that they just abandoned. That they'd gotten everything out of it. They just walked away. Yeah, I don't think that they would get away with that here. It'd be Probably tough. Not. Very, let the let tough. the giant earthquake take care of it. Whenever that go. happens, it'll just kind of like shift everything and then <laughs> fill it back in. Yeah, when Yellowstone erupts, it'll fill the hole. By there the way, we go. There by the way, go. those of you that live in daybreak, if the cancer from the shitty tailings pond <laughs> that you guys are all living on top of doesn't fucking get you, the earthquake's going to bring all that debris right down on top of your ass. So or Yellowstone. If, I, if Yellowstone looks like it's going, I'm driving to the park. I want to be as close to ground zero as possible because I want to make sure the death is instantaneous. Because <laughs> it's an extinction level thing that's going to happen there at Yellowstone. So. Her name was Martha Hughes Cannon. Just so you know. Who are you talking about? The lady <laughs> that they want to place the statue lady. I'm just kidding because that was forever ago that we were talking about that. That was like, that was like a whole two minutes ago you probably. You the name. So We've moved on to, to world extinction. Extinction. Let me try that again. Like the dinosaurs. So, uh, yeah, crazy shit this weekend happened. Lots of it. <laughs> so last week uh, on Bangator, 
um, we have our Thursday night gaming, and a whole bunch of people were late to it. And they said there was some crazy crash on Bangor. Turns out some six-year-old kid was ejected from a car at 114th and Bangor. Uh, because that intersection is super it's fucked up right crazy now. crazy right What's now. with the big massive crater? What are they well, doing? Okay, so so first off, that intersection has always been a giant pile of shit because of the way they do those roundabouts and everything else. Which is gone now. Thank Lord, the Lord they're gone. But they ripped out the roundabouts and they're destroying the road and redoing the whole way that intersection works because it's going to have a bridge just like it every is, other one yeah. does across Bangor now, oh. which they should have done when they built the fucking highway, but they're stupid and don't have foresight like to see, hey, let's make it to accommodate bigger traffic flow. So are they going up or down? Up. Up up and over. So why are they digging the big hole at the moment? They're not digging so a big uh, hole. You're talking about on the side on 114th, right? Yeah. So it's for the for the ramps for off and on. And, off. Oh, and okay. so they're widening out the road a little bit. And it's just a hole because they've got to resurface everything. So I know they took down like 10 houses, practically new houses. Uh, my One of my coworkers was one of those houses, by the way. Yeah, that and sucks when they annex your land and be like, oh, here you go. Wasn't yeah. that one of the... Didn't you design some of those homes? Yeah, there's like three of them that were mine. Yeah, yeah. how do you feel about that? Yeah, and, and what can you do? But <laughs> it's, Unless it's in the parade of homes, you don't give a shit, be honest. It's weird. You don't care. It is I weird. Mean, that is accurate. So I was wondering if they were going to... I was hoping they would do it at 6200, but they would have to rip out a bunch of businesses because there's no space over here. Yeah. Uh, and the, that apartment complex would have to go that's right on the edge. But and there's a gas station Bummer. on the side. and Yeah, there's a 7-Eleven. There's a new dollar store that's there that they'd probably have to rip both of those there's out. the Reams, but they wouldn't have to go that far. No, 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 not at all. they just have to take out the buildings that are there on the edge. I don't think they'd have to take out the row of houses, but they would definitely have to get rid of that apartment complex because it's right up against it now. I remember I when that thing was new. What, the apartments? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before Bangor was even there. Yeah. But the one thing I will say is all those people that, that did lose their house to this and the people whose backyards have been, like, cut off, they're going to get a sound barrier as a backyard wall, which is fine. I wish I had one. Um, but <laughs> The rednecks would still take that one down. It doesn't of, matter. At the end of the day, <laughs> you build your fucking house against a highway, you got to expect at some point in twenty within 20 years... You're gonna you're gonna have problems. Some of those houses they've cut right up to the back patio. Yep. (laughs) It's like you got like two feet of yard. Yep. (laughs) And you gotta expect that. Like if you fucking build a house on a highway like that, it's gonna happen. That highway's been there for years. It's not like those houses were there first. It's true. Most of those houses have been built since then. So you just gotta expect that's gonna happen. There was a house that Jeremy and I lived in for like. How, how long? Like three months or whatever? Uh, it's closer to a year, but... Um, the, the, the Bangator right there between 41st and 47th runs right through the backyard now. So, I mean, but once again, those were there 30, yeah, 40 years ago. There. Yeah, some of those houses were there forever ago. It's just like over here. Like the houses have been here, most of them, since before Bangator went up. Oh, yeah. And so, at least the ones that are close to it, like this house wasn't. But So, I, you just, you kind of have to expect that. I mean, it's just... Build your house on a highway. <laughs> They're doing chance. that. So where I live, there's like two roads, one in and one out. <laughs> and they're finally getting ready to expand um, one of them, which I noticed because they added a stoplight at a random intersection, but it's spaced really far back into a field. And I am super bummed because this, there's this really amazing tree out there. And that means that they're going to take the tree down and it makes me sad, but. I know. I can't be mad about a a safer road. I put up temporary fencing 
my <laughs> backyard. And my you neighbor's dogs, my neighbor's dogs keep getting out of her yard because they think they're climbing the fence because they have a whole bunch of stuff braced because now they can go under the chain link in their yard. So they have a whole bunch of stuff braced up against it. And I'm pretty sure the dogs just climb over because they have twice now in the last couple of days been out on 6200 South. Nah, that's not good. No. And they're not small dogs, so people will stop and... Otherwise, they're going to fuck up their cars. Like, one of them's a French Mastiff, so... Holy crap. Yeah, and she's a pup. So, But she's she's oh. she's as big now as Leah was. And she's still a puppy. So, uh, a big, That's big a dog. small horse. She's such a sweetheart. She is such a sweetheart. Is that going to be your next one as a Mastiff? Fuck no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. That is way too big. <laughs> So, I, so I, I do have a follow-up on career day. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I know this thing. <laughs> so I did follow the cop, which was what I was afraid of. And so he talked about his taser, and he talked about some of his police chases, and all the kids were way excited. So I, I was after him, but I took... Did he it wasn't like someone? the hangover when they... Like, he should have, like, tased the, the, the dad before him. Like, Let there me was show a guy you from Rio Tinto. Like. There, was a, there was a minor guy from Rio Tinto. He probably could have taken a tase. He was like... Six nine and three hundred pounds. <laughs> that would have been cool. He could have taken a. Tase. Bring it, bro. <laughs> but no. So I followed it. But I took Bree's advice and I printed off uh, Wayne Manor and Peter Parker's apartment, but at full size. So not like the not like the smaller one that you have hanging on your wall. This is the full size. That so you did like full like real blueprints. Twenty four by thirty six. Jesus. <laughs> so I I'm giving the spiel. I'm talking about my stuff, and then and then I, I only had fifteen minutes, so it wasn't very long. Um. So then I'm like, okay, so I'm going to hold. S- something up i want you guys to raise your hand when you figure out what this is but don't tell anybody until you figure it out so so i hold it up and they're all looking at it and they're like i don't know what it is and then, but then one of the kids up front realizes he's and he yells up that's that batmobile so the, all the kids start yelling that's way no no that's bad so they're all going crazy and then and then i'm like okay i've got one more so i i hold it up and i'm like okay what's this one and they're looking at it and they're like it's an apartment i'm like yeah but what or whose is it when they finally figured out, it's Peter Parker, it's Spider-Man. And they're like, so they're all like, you know, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, there's this thing called um, client confidentiality. And I'm not allowed to talk about it. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so oh, they were, awesome. they, so I, I trumped everybody. Uh, that's way cooler than the cop if your dad knows. Did, did you wear the sweater though? No, I didn't. I you should have wore the sweater. The sweater. Um, what so, sweater? My, the one Jonathan won't allow him to wear. He asked me specifically not to wear it. So then I I, I left the prince with the te- with his teacher. I'm I'm like I'm going to give this to your class, and your teacher can do whatever you want. And she hung him up before I had even left. So anyway, it was cool. Yay! And the teacher's good. like, "Fuck yeah, I'm keeping these." I'm gonna probably. Go <laughs> I don't know. The teacher could have not been much of a geek, but uh, so it, it it was it was cool. Jess, did you do anything fun this weekend? Don't fucking lie. Because <laughs> I already know the answer when I ask you the question. You do? What's the answer? What did I do? Was it not fun? No, it was amazing. Okay, it was so amazing. what did you do? Uh, I went and jumped in Bear Lake. Fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even plug Why my nose. Like I went I back and video. I watched the video and I was like, because if you watch my video from last year when I jumped in Utah Lake for the Polar Plunge... <laughs> I, that was the first thing that I did was plug my nose. Yeah, at least you chose a clean lake this year. I Accurate. didn't even... Oh, yeah, and you could even see the bottom. I walked out on the dock just to kind of get... Hey, who was that that jumped with you? To gauge. That's my friend Kelly. She's way more boss than you because she walked all the way out. You had to get pulled up. Uh, no, nobody pulled me up. He said, 
go all the way out. So I had to make my plan because you just don't know what's going to happen once your body hits 32 degree water. Like you don't know if you're going to cramp up. You don't know if you're going to like take in water in your lungs. It's you just not don't that know. Long. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm watching all the little kids before me jump and how they're doing it. And so it was at a on a dock at the marina and the boat ramp goes down there previously to the jump like an hour before I walked out to kind of see where it got deep and kind of like make my skate plan. You can actually see me like thinking while I'm getting ready to jump <laughs> because either I need to swim out up the ramp or I have to turn back to the to the dock because they were pulling people out too. I don't know why they didn't have a ladder. It was so dumb. But um anyway, so he we walk out there and the guy on the mic is like pumping you up and okay, like we got we're getting ready to count down and and he's like, You guys gotta go out to the six feet. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> like I'm barely taller than any of these other kids <laughs> that have jumped before me. <laughs> Kelly's tall like a little bit taller than I am, but um she she went out a little bit further, but anyways, I was probably like five feet, and so I jumped at an angle, and so I'm back to the dock and had him pull me out. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your friend went all the way out, like oh, up the like, ramp. Oh, she went up the ramp. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you yeah, got pulled I'm, out after you jumped. Sure like was, you went out I wasn't the only one. I wasn't the only one. Hey, but, in your video, you were the only one that got pulled out. And I and you'd be surprised how many people didn't who jumped at an angle that they didn't even go under the water. So, what's the point then? That's what I'm and I'm I'm watching all of these videos on. Let me be clear. There's no ice at Bear Lake, which is no. There's barely any ice, which is fucking crazy. It was almost sixty degrees today. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really weird because last year we went snow when we went snowmobiling. Um, we took pictures of what the lake does is the wind pushes the ice up against yeah, the, it makes that and cool, there's like huge, huge masses of ice, and there's like some ice on some plants and a little bit around like the main marina where it's shallow. But it was. It's just. This is weird. Then there was barely any snow up. There was snow coming yep. through the pass, like through Beaver Creek. Um, but once we got into Bear Lake, there was barely any snow. Welcome to drought season, folks. Yeah, We're gonna. Uh, we got out of drought for like what a year, year and a half, two years, yeah. something like that. Uh, but right I have to tell you about the pancake I ate really quick. I don't talk about places I eat very often. You're a liar. I eat a lot. <laughs> you are a liar. <laughs> I uh, I don't because I eat way more places than I talk about. So. Um, that there, does not mean you don't talk about places you eat there a There is a place called <laughs> Herms in Logan, and it's only open from 7 to 2. And it was uh, an inn. And on one side, like when they would come through the canyon, it would say, um, like, welcome to your first meal. And then going out on the other side, it says, like, welcome, you know, have your last meal or something like that. Because that's what it was coming in and out of the canyon. Anyways, they have a 16-inch pancake <laughs> it is i'm like i don't even make cakes that are 16 inches or in diameter this is to be gi- fair 16 inch pancake is a lot smaller than a 16 inch cake because it's thinner well no but i'm i'm just talking in diameter yeah, we're not talking yeah. like that's density big. that's big like but almost a foot and a half it, so. yeah so it comes out like pizza style and it has um i mean yeah 16 inches like a large pizza for it is, a large pizza it place. is yeah, yeah. So, and it even comes with like a little, it was like a brownie scoop, but, um, caramel and like a cream cheese, like swirl on it and some cinnamon. So like the whole table shares it, but, and then they have these cinnamon rolls that are basically like as big as your First head. First off, fuck that. 
The whole table does not share my pancakes. <laughs> well, we did. and But the, their food was really, really good. If you're ever up that way between 7 and 2, the line, the line is super long. Um, but it's a really, really cool building too. And, and so I would, I would totally go back up there just for breakfast again. It was good. Was that but on their diners? Coffee, their what? coffee was disgusting though. Was it on diners, drive-ins, and douches? No. <laughs> Definitely no. Cause but it could be. Places that go on there tend to be good and then suddenly. No. Begin to and suck. it's really cool. I like by their door, they have like a little coffee machine. You can have coffee while you're waiting, but coffee's not really good. So, um, but they have napkins that people have drawn on that they have like hanging um, up on wire, and that's pretty awesome. Okay, I have to tell you one more story, and then maybe we can get to events. So this weekend, we're in bed. Maybe it's, we can get to. <laughs> you haven't decided yet. So we're. I'm gonna uh, have Peter do events, by the way, in March when we have him on. Well, that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, I think it was was Saturday night. Maybe it was. Yeah, it had to be Saturday night because Sunday was so fucked up. So anyway, yes, because that's when I text Bree. So Saturday night, it's like four thirty in the morning, five somewhere in there. Bree and I wake up to blood curdling screams of "Help me!" And we're like, "What the f-? like?" Because you know, when you're coming out of a deep sleep like that, like you don't know if it's a dream, and then we're both like, "Do you hear that?" And then it goes again, and we're like, "Holy shit!" So Bree's like calling nine one one, and I'm looking out to see where it's coming from. I can't really tell, so I throw on my shit and go outside. And by the time I get outside, like three of my neighbors are running to the bottom of the cul-de-sac. Our our neighbors that have the baby, the the uh, I think they're Tongans, um, but they have a newborn baby. Well, it's like six months old now. But we've um, we've talked about it before. Yeah, I had issues. Shit, the baby had issues when it was born. Um, and my next door neighbor is a is a baby nurse at a hospital. So she that's what she does is is you know NICU type stuff. Um, but anyway, like three or four neighbors all running down there. Something happened to the baby. I don't know what. There were like three people calling nine one one at the same time. Four cops, the fire and rescue, the oh, ambulance yeah. all showed up. Like five in the morning in our cul de sac on a Sunday. I hope the baby's okay. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to any of my neighbors yet since then but uh it made me feel really good about the neighborhood <laughs> to know because <laughs> a lot of because well, a lot of a lot of fucking places like i mean you Nobody wants like to get it was so loud but a lot of places yeah like none of the neighbors will fucking come out and you know they don't not here they all run down there so i felt really good about that um because not all of us talk all the time but so just some crazy shit that happened that used to be a weekend occurrence at uh, where we live. We had some neighbors that were questionable folk, and they liked to take their ar- arguments outside. Well, one <laughs> one Saturday night, they decided to take it outside, and they decided to hit each other with beer bottles over the head. Oh, nice, nice, good idea. So you had one guy laying in the gutter bleeding with a massive cut to his head, and the other one's just still yelling at him and, and cussing at him and whatever. So we call the... The cops and they come by, and then the girlfriend that apparently she was dating both of them. <laughs> like and so the girlfriend comes out and is hey, like, "Polygamous dudes do it. Why can't a chick do it?" It's true. And so she comes out. She's like, "I don't know what happened. They just started arguing." And so the one that was still <laughs> conscious was starts yelling at her, and and the cops. I just sat there watching out the front window because that's how I roll. Anyway, but we also live just off of State Street and about. 
48th, so it's always a good time. So we've got the the house that's like dead center at the bottom that's now missing the awesome giant willow tree that so fucking sad. yeah it was so sad when they had to tear that cut that down anyway um they that's a rental and there was the not the people that are there now who apparently run a fucking car wash out of their driveway every day every <laughs> tuesday like, seriously in this no 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 it's not just tuesday it's every day i'm not here there's, every day there's I'm always like Four cars in the driveway, <laughs> like on the weekends, there's like eight cars piled back into the bottom. Like the bottom of our circle is like just a big giant parking lot, like eight cars deep. I swear to God, uh, they like run a car wash on the weekend. Like they're always washing cars and they've got plenty of them. You got to anyway, have a side hustle. But before those neighbors, um, there was <laughs> another group living there and I'm pretty sure they were all partiers. More than one occasion, we had to call the cops at like two thirty in the morning because they're outside fucking yelling at each other. And I'm like, "Come on, I'm not, I'm not putting up with that shit." I'm guessing that's why they aren't there anymore, <laughs> because of the noise complaints that that occurred. But I had to call the cops on them multiple times because I just, I, don't, I won't put up with that shit. Like if you're fucking, la- if you're an asshole and you're fixing your wave runners at six a.m. on a Saturday morning. I can deal with it, but if you're fucking yelling at two in the morning, that's you drunk. I'm not going to go say anything to you. I'm just going to call the cops. No need to confront that. Nope. No, I mean, I'm not afraid to confront that, but why fucking bother? Because they're going to be unreasonable to begin with. So, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I call the cops on my neighbors that I can hear their surround sound through my windows that are closed. Like in two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that would piss me off. It was really annoying. They moved, though. Thank Kevin. But I did have to, so. Thankfully, I've got other neighbors that call the fucking county on my neighbors across the street that have like six foot weeds twice a year, so. <laughs> well, so you know, since we're since we're so punk rock, we can go into events. We'll talk about the punk rock flea market that is on the third. What? I know it just got announced, and it's at the Beehive. Um, which if on you don't February third. Yeah, we're in February, dude. February 3rd. Well, technically, it's still January. Well, for two more days, for a day and a half. Yeah, February third. Yeah. There, ha- what you get it? What do you get at a punk rock flea market? Wallet you, chains and spiked helmets. Yes, basically art. This is what it's listed: <laughs> art, records, junk, collectibles, trash, and stuff. That's what trash it says. and stuff. I want to know what that and stuff is. I do too. No, I want to know what they deem as their trash. Because, I know. I mean, like old school punk rock. I mean, most of the shit they had was trash. So it'll be cool. So it's at um at the Beehive, which is on um six sixty South State Street, and um yeah, it goes from twelve to five o'clock, and that's on the third. So that'll be cool. Um, before that though, you should get up to Ogden on the second and go to the beard mu- the the beard and mustache competition are you gonna go chris no it's Come not on. worth a trip to ogden five dollars there are very few things that are worth a trip to ogden <laughs> for me that is most certainly not one okay well the yeti beard and mustache uh competition is on the second at Union why are they Station? gonna fucking name it the yeti beard and mustache i don't know only hairy dudes can have beards I, or I all hairy ask. dudes are yetis we can ask jen and derek maybe they know I are they know. part of that? Are they sponsoring I it or something? I thought that they were, but I didn't see their logo on the website, so I'm not sure. Did you guys get their invite to the thing, the small business thing they're doing? Yes. I didn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have paid attention even if you got it. It was probably on Facebook. It is on Facebook. Oh, you wouldn't get it. Yeah. I'm sure you got it, but it's Maybe. on Facebook. Yeah, I don't so. check Facebook. But, okay. When is it? 
at some point. I don't know. I'll look at. We'll talk about it after oh, the okay. show. <laughs> I just wonder yes. if if anyone else got it besides me. I did. Yes. Um. Also, this weekend, I'm not sure if it's sold out. Because um, you know I'm their favorite, right? Yes. And you're Peter's favorite, too. So That's right. I'm everybody's favorite. You are. <laughs> <laughs> you're a gem. So the Star Wars train is going to be up at Heber Valley. I don't know if it's sold out, but it's $15. Uh, it's a two-hour party on the train, Star Wars theme, which who doesn't love that? So, um, And then one more super important announcement. You guys are good buddies at the Travel Cottage are opening a storefront on the 3rd. So they will I have. I probably saw that. Yeah, so they will have um, their storefront in Pleasant Grove, and it's at oh, 45 Main Street. Hey, um, since since Bree's not here, and she'll never go back and listen to this. Um, <laughs> Let's maybe get I'll, her a shoe. Yeah, I was gonna say, maybe Let's I'll get her all a pitch shoe in and get her a shoe. Yeah. I meant to do it last year. I just suck. So. We should. Um, but that's So that's on the 3rd, but while you're there, they're going to be giving away a golden ticket, you know, like, because chocolate. And... They're going to be doing chocolate tastings so now the, that they're open, and that is like your pass to these chocolate. So tastings. does the golden ticket get me ownership of their chocolate factory? Because <laughs> that's Danny, worth the golden ticket. Only if you sing the song. <laughs> there is no way of knowing which way you're going. The um, creepy boat. Dude, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter. It doesn't matter what version you watch. That it's fucking trippy. show is creepy. I, I like both. So, like anyways, so congratulations to Jenny. Um, this is really cool. Not that she wasn't thriving on just conventions and online orders, but now people have an opportunity to go to a storefront and yeah, I think and I think uh, you know well. doing doing the sampling. That's going to be really cool. Uh, speaking of sampling, um, next week we're going to have the guys from Chocolate Conspiracy on, and they do chocolate sampling at their store all the time. So on the 10th, they're going to be doing an intro to find chocolates, and it's $30. They're the ones that do the chocolate and cheese pairing and shit, too, right? Yes, that would be them. So chocolate, the cheese, and shit. Which and ones go to pick? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to ask. I'm not they straight. are also going to have that at the punk festival. Yes. <laughs> so, show. so theirs is on the 10th. That's part of what they're selling is shit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, theirs is really cool because they are going to go over like the nutritional parts of chocolate. They're going to do the creation. That'll be a quick one. Um, and then also, the, I think they set up to 15 samples. Uh, but their, the chocolate conspiracy is really cool because their chocolate is super pure. They don't add anything to it. And it'll be really neat to talk to them next week and, and, uh, talk about their process. So, um, also next week. Did you inform them that since I have to leave my house, they need to provide chocolate? I will let them know as soon as I talk to them. <laughs> um, Samples are appreciated. So these sell out super, super fast. Required. Required. Mandatory. Required. <laughs> Mandatory. Um, the 11th, Oleo is doing a soap making class. I was going to talk about the one this weekend, but it's already sold out. 25 bucks. You get a pound of soap. Um, they're doing follow two. Them, follow them on Facebook if you're interested. Facebook, in this stuff. Instagram. Um, they post their classes all the time. If you have a group of a certain amount, they'll also do private classes. So, um, yeah, that will be super fun. Prior to that, so you remember we talked about Jim DeBacchus did his one man show. Yeah. yeah, he it was so popular that he is bringing it back um, on the third and the tenth. But the 10th, it's 20 bucks. It's at the Salt Lake Acting Company. This guy, he's a great storyteller. Like, if you, the money goes to a good cause. He is. We had him on, and he's really good at telling stories. He is. And I have one, one last awesome event that we should all go to, you guys. 
Did you guys ever do spelling bees when you were in school? No, I couldn't. Yes. Spelling bee kid here. They are doing an adult spelling bee on the 8th at the Urban Lounge. <laughs> They're taking 25 <laughs> contestants. It's free. It's being it's being uh, put on by Salt Lake Library, the Urban Lounge. The Urban Lounge, so they liquor you out first, because then it would be <laughs> it's funny. 630. I think it would. I think they should require all contestants to ingest three drinks prior. You guys, it would be then so would cool. Be I would totally. That, w- that would be worth going. I would go spell. to a spelling on, on the spell on the monopia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. I think they should require the contestants to drink three drinks before <laughs> they can. That start. would be awesome. In an hour, by the way. Um. Also. Oh, yeah. Um, even though it's the beginning of next week, but the end of next week is the Chinese New Year. There are plenty of celebrations going on around town. Is it the year of the dog? Oh, yes. And unfortunately, the dirty I, dog. they closed down my favorite restaurant that we go to every year. What so restaurant? It was called Hot Dynasty. It was at the Chinatown. So I had to find a new one. But the cute little lady at the restaurant next to my house gave me some suggestions. So I can give you a couple really good ones to go to. Sweet. You you're building Salt Lake. I don't know any. No, other no, no, no. That's where I need to be. I don't think so. they exist in Utah County. Next to my house, it's right across the street from my house. Panda is not a real Chinese it's place. Not panda. <laughs> it is not. P.F. Chang's doesn't count. <laughs> no. Anyways, so yeah, those are some cool things. Oh, happening. I know. Go to the Mandarin and Bountiful. I hear they're really oh. good. <laughs> Fucking stupid city weekly voting every time. I like Mandarin. I did. The Empire Chinese in Sunnyvale is way better. I like the Mandarin. There are a lot better Chinese places in the valley. It's uh, maybe it's like a whole ambiance Fuck, thing and whatnot. Little World was better Chinese food than the Mandarin. I think I closed down for health code violations. So There's usually the, the best ones do. They're dirty. Well, you knew what you were getting into when you went to Little World. <laughs> exactly. Like, you walked in, and you're like. Yep, there's some shady shit going on in the back. I don't fucking care. The food's great. Some shady works there. (laughs) (laughs) With us today is uh, Ted Nichols. Nichols, is that right? Yeah, that's my slave name. Slave name. (laughs) Slave name. Okay, so what's your free name then? What do you go by as a free woman? Gia Bianca Stevens. Where did that come from? Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a layer. So I started just as Bianca, um, cause I think I was planning on being such a big deal. I only needed one name. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, like Cher, Madonna. So I'm like, Bianca's good. Come to find out. Too many syllables. Yeah. That's your oh, problem. Oh, there's, there's more. There's a reason why Cher works. It's one syllable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you live and you learn. I, it was a long time ago. So that didn't last very long. Then, um, after I saw the movie Gia starring Angelina Jolie, I was really like moved by the story and thought it was just really pertinent to, you know, our community and tacked on Gia Bianca and had a couple years as Gia Bianca. And then, um, after my father, Stephen passed away, he was able, able, able to come see a show while he was alive. <clears throat> so, you know, that's kind of my way just to honor him and bring him to all my shows now. So I took his first name as my last name. And it's I'm a pageant girl, so it sounds kind of grand and royal, you know, which is part of the part of the gig and the character. So it just kind of stuck. So I, lo- I didn't even know that. That's so cool. Yeah. And I've known you for so long. That's so neat. I love it. Hey, he asked. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ask people story. that you know? Don't you talk to them? I'm like, where did your last yeah, name but- come from? <laughs> no. Yeah. It's usually because it comes from a house or... You know, house? Uh, uh, last yeah. name comes from a house. Yeah, that's what they're called. Houses. How do you explain that? Yeah, explain that because we got no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Okay, so <laughs> in in drag world, a house is just like a family. You know, uh, um, a lot of times um, in the in our community, people of um, LGBTQ plus identity 
are ostracized by ostracized by their families and not accepted. And so oftentimes these groups of friends will form a house and they'll identify as, you know, each other's chosen family. Gotcha. So, so not the house of Montague. That's no, it's more totally like, more, no, like it's more like Gryffindor. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Hufflepuff. Yes. Very that. Okay. I mean, or, yeah. or, or like, uh, like how Stark. You know, from House Game of, Stark. of Thrones. Very, yes. Stark. Yeah, you get it. There you go. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Very, very futile. Oh, that's uh, cool. Sometimes. So what, are you Are you the House Stevens or do you have a different house? Uh, yeah, I'm the mother of the house. How, how many children do you have? You know, I've got I've got some like half-assed kind of drag children. <laughs> how, how many of them are bastards? <laughs> that, have had, like, that I've like made over like once or twice. Like um, my little sister is one of them. So she's Naomi Stevens. And then, you know, I've got a couple like bio queens my friend Corey is sativa stevens um so there's a few of other but the ones that are like actually working she's brand new her name is ava chanel and um she's running for queen of hearts this saturday it's a pageant that i'll be um emceeing and hosting at the sun trap um so she's the one that's actually doing stuff yeah well every family's got that drunk ass uncle that you really don't want coming to anything yeah I'm that drunk ass uncle. <laughs> and mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> aunt, aunt and uncle. And right. <laughs> I wear many hats and wigs. We should start at the beginning. Why don't you start at the beginning? Let's start at the beginning. It's Did a very you? good place you to know, start. You know, you're a host yes. on this show. You can ask questions too. I'm well, reading I'm your in. questions. So I know you are. You always read my questions. <laughs> so did you, uh, this is new for me, learning a lot about you because I usually see you in a club scene and there's really not a lot of opportunity to talk. Did you grow up in Utah? Tell us about Yeah, yeah, I grew up in um, South Jordan, down south. Um, went to Bingham High, class of 2004. Um, yeah, I mean, it, my, my growing up was pretty pretty easy. My parents were very liberal. Um, so religion was never something that was pushed on me in my, in my house. And, you know, I'm fortunate to never have really been bullied um, or anything like that. So, which is surprising because I got a mouth on me. So I'm surprised no one like tried to let me have it. But no, it, growing up was was great. I, I was very fortunate, and we had a beautiful home, and my parents were awesome and supportive. And so, at what point in life did you decide I'm gonna start wearing dresses and being fabulous? And so, I first had a little <laughs> exposure to it um, when I was 16. I got I my part time high school job was working at Hot Topic, and so you know. I was just in this magical land of like pleather and <laughs> hair dye. And so it wasn't foreign just to like play with that kind of stuff. But I, I, I never really tried full on female illusion drag until I was 25. Well, so that's a long time yeah. to, to toy around with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really into like anime and their underground visual rock scene. So that was kind of like the door was always wide open for this. <laughs> so do you do you uh, go to anime bonsai then? No, I'm not. I'm like my geekdom has its limits. So <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't made it that far yet. I think you would enjoy. I feel it. like I, we I'm should sure, yeah. get you into I that. Love scene. Co- I mean, you would be. I do love a good costume. If, and if you're into anime and into drag, you fit in. Yeah. At anime bonsai. Like, yeah. No I think I might like it too much. Maybe in the. <laughs> and so you'll you'll it's become like, part of the board. Drag, <laughs> drag is enough. We ran into <laughs> you know? some. We ran into some amazing costumes. Oh, they're unbelievable. They're bonsai. so good there. Yeah. Uh, man, jeez. There's a lot of artistry there. So yeah. So why 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 the move then into into full drag? Um, you know, I think my boyfriend's to blame. We were watching um, RuPaul's Drag Race one night, which is so a, it sounds like RuPaul's to blame. 
Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her and her gang of gang of gals. <laughs> it is um, kind of a gang. The gaggle. It's like a hundred. Yeah. RuPaul's gaggle. That's a big gang. Yeah. So we were just watching RuPaul's Drag Race when he's like, oh, I think you'd be really good at that. And I was just like, I'm not a fucking drag queen. Like, <laughs> that's not, that is not on my radar at all. Because my exposure to drag had been minimal and it really wasn't like the best experience. Um, so I wasn't ever, there wasn't ever like an allure to it. But when it was put in on the mainstream, it was put on TV and it's, you know, you really get an appreciation for the artistry and the work that goes into it. Um, you know, I tried it one Halloween and... It, one hit was all it took. So here so I am. Before we get further, because there's still so many people out there that don't understand the definition of, of drag and what right. a drag queen is besides. And I always, I always quote to Wong Fu, to Wong Fu, cause that's like my most favorite quote when he explains the difference between a drag queen, a transvestite and a little boy dressing up in a girl's dress. <laughs> <laughs> but can you, Give your definition of what a drag queen is for maybe somebody that doesn't quite understand. Um, you know, drag queen can, can mean many different things, but I think where the term came from was um, Shakespeare. Um, back in the day, all the roles were played by men. And so drag was an acronym for dress resembling a girl. So when you played a female role, that was what was a, you were told to get in drag. Um, and then I don't know where the queen came from, but <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> Um, it fits. So, yeah. So a drag queen for me is just an, an entertainer, um, a female illusionist, you know, but there's a million different facets that that. I like that you, so. I like that you brought up that the exposure was not so good because I think that's the problem a lot of people have. It's like getting sushi at the 7-Eleven versus right. going to a sushi restaurant. Yeah. You're used to seeing sushi at the 7-Eleven and you think, I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Because you haven't seen it done right. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think RuPaul and the drag race, I think that really opened up a lot of people's eyes to what, not only what drag queens are, but like the process that it, that it takes, not only getting into makeup and the wig, but the clothing, the attitude, the character. And all of a sudden, I mean, I have a, a bunch of, you know, straight guy friends who are like, Hey, did you watch, did you watch RuPaul this week? Did you? so-and-so's dress was just fabulous and i'm like awesome <laughs> all right i love that cool. that's amazing yeah no and i was one of those people you know it, it's expanded my mind and it broadened my horizons which um you know being identifying as gay doesn't mean to have all the answers i'm still striving to learn more about my community and you know how to you know be pc you know when you, when you have a platform it's important to be mindful of those things and so i'm you know i'm always learning and growing so i, I admire that i think it's a, i think it's a really cool time to be alive and be you know, accepted by someone who probably would never have identified as a um, LGBT ally, which is a really awesome thing. So thanks for sharing that. So it, we live in Utah, a, a very conservative state uh, with a predominant religion that probably doesn't think being uh, a drag queen is, is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what it is... Explain the Utah drag scene. I mean, I don't know how to ask the question, but how is... Because we've we've talked to several drag queens on the show, um, you know, from uh, in disguise, Good India, uh, uh-huh. yep, and, and Harriet, and Harriet Winston, yep. and then we had the and Farrell, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh, those are all fierce girls, and that's I mean, it, part of it is because Jess is involved in the drag brunch that goes on at, at Club X or used to be mm-hmm. um, a long time ago. <laughs> but, As was I. <laughs> but we we do have we do have and have had for a long time a very active drag scene. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about what that's like and, and why you think that is. 
Um, I think when there's so much oppression, whether it's real or perceived, um, I think that fuels counterculture. And so the more predominant, the more in your face the church is, and the more you're being told by society, peers, whoever, that you, this is, you should, this shouldn't be done or this is not okay, you're, it's going to get people to question that. And so I think that's what fuels a lot of, a lot of the, the, the drag scene that has been thriving for well over 40 years. It's, yeah. it's, there's some insanely quality performers here and have been for, for decades. And so it's, you know, from where I'm standing, it's just really cool to be a part of that legacy. Who's the oldest active queen that you know? Um, ooh. <laughs> I, let's see. I hope they're not listening. They're going to kill me. I don't you no, know. No what? one because listens. It's, unless it's they're really in deceiving. Ireland, it's... it's deceiving. Um, but some of them that I, that I really respect. I don't want to say old. I'm saying the most tenured drag queens that I'm aware of would be, um, Shanika Christie, uh, Yvette Malloy, and, uh, Walter, who were all empresses for our royal court chapter, the royal court of the Golden Spike Empire, which has given a lot of entertainers a platform. It was where I began with, um, So is that a, is that a, just a Utah thing? The royal no, court of the Golden Spike Empire? Well, that is, yes. Um, okay. but the, it's, we're a branch of the international court system, which is, um, is all over the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So there's these chapters that have their own, you know, this, they're, they're just branches. So you're basically of, a sorority. Yeah. <laughs> we have, yeah. Sure. Kind of. They do really, they do charity work and. Yeah, it's a charity organization. A, um, for example, I just was crowned Miss Gay Utah two weeks ago. Nice. No, when was that? January twentieth. Yeah, yeah, pretty recently. Um, and which was, you know, sponsored by the Royal Court. So I'm stoked to have the title. I'm a. I've done several pageants. That's definitely. So are you going to be in like the St. Patrick's Day parade and the Thanksgiving parade and? Hey, whatever parade will happen, <laughs> I live for a parade. Do so, you like being in the parade? Oh my god, it's the best. It is. The, it is so. That's how I know that no matter how much it, pride for me is just such a magical time. Not not to get super cheesy about it, but you know it is easy to get distracted by like what's like the shitty part about politics right now and how much you know oppression there is. But when I'm in that parade and there's just you know hundreds upon thousands of people lining the streets just cheering and just giving you that wave and that smile and just being so grateful for the experience, like that's when all the drag and all the you know the hurt feet and the long nights and the tired and the you know blown all your extra money that month on wigs and makeup. That's when it all becomes so much more valuable. And it reminds me of why I do it. And cause it's, it's not easy. There's a lot of, there's a lot of struggle. I've never met a drag queen that said it was easy. No, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Especially if it's done right. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's painful too. I hear. Oh yeah. None of it. None of it feels good. I mean, you've got from, from toe to, from head to toe, you're ever, something's pinched and pulled and yanked. What's, what's the hardest part for you? Um, you know what? Wigs are insanely uncomfortable for me. It's, it's not, I, I think like I, I need to refine my pinning technique with my (laughs) wigs, but, um, start with bobby pins instead of straight pins. It might feel better. Yeah. Well, I bend them as I put them on so that they like take the shape (laughs) of my, of my dome. And so wigs are for me really uncomfortable. Obviously heels suck. And then having your dick tucked back is, doesn't feel good either. (laughs) When your wigs, I mean, that's weight, like that's pounds heavy, of yeah. weight. Right, yeah. Well, especially if you're, 
you know, doing a number and whipping your head around like it's got to it's got to stay on. Which like, you fuck, know, that's an extra five pounds that I'm not used to having on my head. <laughs> I've been victimized by several wigs that have taken flight with number, <laughs> and it's not fun. No one wants to be victimized by a wig. Have you no. ever worn one of the fruit baskets? <laughs> oh, like that sculpty <laughs> dome, yeah, like the crazy. Um, I've got, I've had a couple styles like that, like for, especially for when I compete in evening gown category in a pageant, like I, I'm, I'm an old school girl and I love the look of an updo with a really glamorous gown. So, so you've done a lot of pageants, right? Yeah. So several, how, how is a a drag pageant different from, uh, you know, a a regular, like a Miss America style pageant? Cause in a Miss America pageant, even those girls change fairly quickly from one outfit to another. I got to imagine it's a lot harder to do that as a drag queen. Yeah, because there's just a lot more layers that go into it, you know, but it all depends on, you know, I, I think there's a lot more, I don't know, like, you know, because t- t- for a real female, to, for, by Miss America standards, they've got to keep themselves in really impeccable shape, mm-hmm. which is hours and hours a day. Whereas like drag is a little more complicated, like day of, because um, there's just, yeah, there's just a lot of like systems and it's, uh, you know, especially when you go for that full female illusion with the, with the padding and the hair and the, the makeup that's feminine. Um, yeah, it requires a ton of skill and a ton of training. And that's why I love pageants is because I'm a very technical person and I love feedback and I love analyzing my scores and figuring out how I can be more of effective entertainer. Cause every, every pageant I've done has benefited me immensely with great feedback. And so is that, is it a super quick change then from, from one portion of the competition to another? They run, they run fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and there's, so, you know, sometimes you'll have maybe have 10, 15 minutes. And when you're considering a whole Jesus. hair change, outfit change, a lot of times, depending on the outfit, I'll have to re- adjust my padding. So like one bra and one size of tit will only go with one outfit. And then I have to, you know, <laughs> remove an undergarment to get a little more hip width. I mean, it's, it all depends on, on what you're serving. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a doozy. That's you weren't, crazy. I just, you didn't start out as a pageant queen. Did you have that in mind when you started drag or did it kind of evolve? Like what was the moment for you that you were like, this is it. Like this is my end in mind. You know, I, I don't even, I don't even know that pageantry is my end in mind. It's just what I'm really passionate about right now. But I think, you know, to my point earlier, it's just, I admire the skill and the artistry that goes into, into what we do. And pageantry is, is always proven to benefit me. And so it's, it just helps me become more, more quality, more confident in, in what I'm presenting to my, you know, family and friends back at home. Um, and I think just with the experience the, and the exposure that I have had to pageants, I've just got, there's so much great impeccable talent and so much fierceness out there in the pageant world that isn't, isn't on RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, it's, you've got, you've got to go looking for it, but there's just so much skill there and I just admire it a lot. So. And when you win one of these crowns and a scepter and hopefully some money. Probably a sash. What, a, sash. Probably a sash. I forgot about, about the sash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a scepter's <laughs> Some flowers. There's probably flowers. Uh-huh. Are there responsibilities that come along with the titles that you hold? Yeah. Whether, I, I mean, depending on what it is, like for example, some titles that I've held, I started as Queen of Hearts 37 for the Royal Court of the Golden Spike Empire. That was my first pageant title ever. And I'm currently reigning as Miss Gay Utah 36. And so with those titles come the obligations to throw a minimum of two fundraisers during the year of my reign. Um, because these are, you know, charitable platforms. So, you know, you 
are expected to use your platform as a title holder to raise some money for, for the various funds of the, of the, of the court. Um, and with pageantry systems, because for example, Miss Gay Utah isn't, doesn't qualify me for anything. It's like, I'll, I miss Gay Utah for a year. I'm going to kill it. I'm stoked. My goal is to raise $5,000 this year. So, um, you know, if anybody can come to these events, follow me on social media. I'd love to have the support. Um, but five grand is my, my number for the year. <clears throat> but that aside, when I've held the title, for example, I'm currently also reigning as Miss Gay Central States America 2017. When I won that pageant in August of last year, my obligation was to go compete at the at national Miss Gay America competition in New Orleans, which was in October. How'd you fare in that? You know, not as well as I would have liked. <laughs> um, I was, I felt beautiful and I met all the right people. So I, I'm immensely better for the experience, but I only ranked 33 out of 41. Um, but I have to say in all my years of studying Miss Gay America, that the level of competition this year was unlike anything I'd ever seen or was prepared for. So people these, are stepping up. These girls came to slay and it was a fierce, fierce pageant, but I am stoked to have been there. And I still, you know, I fulfilled my, my duties and I had a wonderful time. So I'll be back. So I know how amazing you are. So 33 out of that, like, I can't imagine what all 32 in front of you were. I mean, you talk about having a game. Do you think that everything that's happening in our culture with RuPaul is extra pressure for, for girls to, to be that way? Do you oh, think? yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, with you, you can't edit a pageant. You know, every second on stage counts. So when you're on a reality show, they're going to chop and edit your footage and, you know, you will be cast a certain way. And that, that's the reality of it. But with the pageant, I mean, you know, you sit down for interview and if you blow it, you blow it. If you fumble on stage during talent, that's going to cost you points. If you break a heel and smash your face <laughs> in the evening gown competition. That would not be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your talent when it comes to the talent contest? What do you usually do? So I will do a lip sync number. Um, that's pretty typical of, of like, drag patterns. Like earlier, you know, someone asked about what's the main difference between this and like real girl pageants. And I think the, the most marketable difference was the... Um, the fact that your talent number is like a lip sync performance. Um, but I got to say that the talent of lip syncing goes far and beyond the talent of what the girls in Miss America do. Oh, absolutely. Do. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. When I yeah. see them actually do fucking like baton acts. <laughs> you know, that's been done at drag pageants before. Um, there's there, this one gal, Barbara Seville, based out of Arizona. She's fabulous. She did a stand-up comedy routine that had me in stitches. Like, it was incredible. Um, so, you know, now that I've been there, done that and want to go back and, and move up the ranks, um, you know, I've got a lot of really cool ideas of stuff that, you know, is not just a pigeonholed, um, lip sync dance number. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. This one, oh, another gal, Mulan. Oh my God. This was amazing. She, I don't know what the, the technical theater term is called, but she was basically like the head and the body was on one of those, like people dressed all in black behind her that was operating like this little miniature tiny body. So it was like, it was like a, a real life cartoon and it was this hysterical lip sync. And so there's just, there's a lot of cool stuff happening out there. So yeah, when I go back, I, I do want to explore things that aren't just choreo and, and lip syncing. That's, that's way cool. That's way cooler than a regular pageant. <laughs> so you, you've traveled outside of Utah then to, to do pageants. How does Utah compare to the rest of the country in the places that you've been? Like in terms of the drag scene or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, 
it's great. I mean, the, the, our, our scene is strong and thriving here and there's a lot of support and love there. Um, you know, when I was, when I was in Phoenix, I, I felt very well received and loved. When I went to Columbus, that was an, an incredible experience. Um, New Orleans this October was, um, amazing. So, you know, there's a lot of love out there. You just have to put yourselves in places where you can find it. So, um, I'm, I feel really blessed, hashtag blessed, <laughs> to um no, to be can't. to be supported you and fucking um, ruined him, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys missed what? the discussion earlier. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel that Utah is successful in having been to these other places that you're like, you know what, Utah really really has it right at the moment? I would say probably just the, the diversity piece. I think there's there's a lot of lot of entertainers and a lot of um, drag artists out there in Salt Lake City. They're talented and beautiful and interesting and unique and special um, to a degree and to a variety that I did not recognize as quickly in a, in a place like, like Phoenix. Um, for, from where I'm from, my experience, Phoenix is a very, Arizona is a very like pageant driven community and the i mean there's it's a it's just a hotbed of just fierce fierce talent and that's gorgeous common queens. in the south though from yeah. my understanding right whereas you know here in utah like every you know qualifying pageant that i want to go to i have to travel just because we don't have a pageant scene here but on the other which upside, is so bizarre a- because there are so many queens i think maybe it that's was, the next thing you should be doing is getting a pageant well they here. did they just did one oh, in the fall was that yeah on september 17th of last year we held our first ever uh, miss great beehive state pageant we had four awesome contestants and savannah van cartier took it home she had a clean Ooh. sweep she won every category she was amazing we hope to get her on she's she had to cancel on us one time so oh dang it. I'm sure she, yeah, yeah she's she's a busy girl i mean yeah. she you know she's she's got a lot going on so i'm sure she'd love to be here very soon but she nailed it and um was lovely all all night long and so we we or you know we have that in the works um and then the court is a great place to to quench your pageantry thirst as well and they do a they do a couple pageants through the year the the court does. Yep. yep, we have one coming up um, this Friday. I'll be the MC. You know, we just had Miss oh, Utah a couple weeks ago. I remember when you won that pageant and your awesome red dress. That was fun. Oh, that, yeah, that was baby. <laughs> oh baby my gosh, Gia. that was a long time ago. It was. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to go digging up those photos. It was a scary, <laughs> scary time for my makeup. <laughs> but but you have to be uh, with no ego involved. You have to be so proud of yourself to see uh, to see the evolution. I know that it's very common for the queens that I follow anyways will post a picture, you know, when did you start? 2012 ish. Um, I, believe I think that's so. when I met you. Yeah. Um, from then to now. And, and I just hope that you're proud of yourself because it, it really truly is, you know, an art that has been perfected. And as you said, if you keep going can continue to be perfected as long as you, as you want it to, because there are plenty that, become stagnant in what they're doing and it becomes routine, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just want, I just hope you're so proud of yourself. Cause yeah, I appreciate I'm that. Proud of you. Yeah, I, I am, you know, I, I look back at photos from, from my early days and God, I just want to <laughs> stick a fucking screwdriver in my eye, but um, you know, it's, I, I, I'm grateful for, for the journey and you know, I owe a lot of that refinement to, to the pageant world. So, so all of that can be, cheap how do you pay for your 
So I've got a guy job <laughs> and a gay job. Gay, gay, my gay job is drag, but during the day I work as a as a uh, retail store manager. I've been in the re- I've been a retail queen for about fifteen years. So that's how I that's how I pay the bills. And your coworkers all know about your uh, nightlife. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, some of my team just came to Miski Utah to cheer me on and support me and nice. watch me win. That's so, cool. so awesome. yeah, yeah. I've got so a really cool. awesome team at my store, and they're 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 really cool. So I was stoked to have them there. I want to get into the other side of the Utah question. When you're out, what do you see that Utah needs to improve on in the drug scene? You know, I would say, I think, you know, I, I don't think we're, there's not, a, there's not a lot of like drama or feuds really. I, overall, people are just really supportive. I think what we need is just a really amazing venue to, mm. to hold decent quality shows that are that are drag friendly that have you know the right dressing room accommodations the right stage the right lighting setup um there's been there's a lot of places out there that get really close but i don't think that there's like one club that really nails like the ability to do a regular drag show you know but there you, you can still put on some i've i've been fortunate to have a ton of shows uh, you know during my time in drag and i'm grateful for each and every one but I would love a setup like like a hamburger Mary's is a very successful chain um, out there, and they're a hamburger joint that's a drag bar. So that you know they have like a runway and you know uh, the, a, a dressing room. I mean, it, it sounds like a novel concept, but a lot of places just don't have like proper dressing room setups with AC. That's not you're not going to be sweating your goddamn face off after being <laughs> like there an metro, hour. metro and pride <laughs> yeah it gets, well you're not gonna sweat your balls off because those are fucking taped they, they are <laughs> up inside jizz yeah they're not going anywhere <laughs> this is new for them by the way i know they're up inside you but they don't know yeah That's it's new. not new for me and they're not actually inside you well they just they just get kind of like kinda hitched like back into the, into the cavity from whence they came they're <laughs> hugging you yeah i know i know how it works <laughs> <laughs> not Look, I play with myself all the time, okay? <laughs> I'm well aware of, of how things work in the male anatomy. Holly's out of here. She's oh, like, oh, baby she knows how they work, too. She's got a husband. That's very true. But not yours. No. God, no. <laughs> I can only... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> you, you just picture my boss, Holly? Is that what happens? I just... It's not I a pretty picture. I need to go bleach my eyes. Because let me tell you. Dicks and balls are not attractive things. No, they're, no, they're, they're not. hideous attachments that just hang out. Well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just Clearly, you are not holding and, it right. And let me tell you, I love <laughs> vagina, but it's not a... V- vaginas aren't pretty either. They're ugly things, too. It's called... <laughs> see, you agree. I'm, yeah, I'm not... I mean, I'm not wild about it. <laughs> it's not my first choice, but... Weird, <laughs> weird. <laughs> It just there's a reason it's called bumping uglies. They don't. They're no, neither right. side attractive. I mean, did we just lose our family friendly status? No, it was gone a long time ago. <laughs> I was jettisoned so. like day two. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about current projects that you're working on. Besides your pageants, you're also doing. You did brunch for a while. Is that done? And how did you get into that? And why is it over? Yeah. So. um Brunch was started. Um, we, you know, I was on. I was on the. God, what did they used to call the old drag brunch? It was just drag, drag brunch. brunch. That's right. Yeah. Um, at Club X and we are old school. We're like original. Yeah, that was that was peeps. that was a lot of fun for for a year. And then um, you know things changed and they wanted a different format and took the show a different direction. So, um, you know, one thing that I was told was if you don't like it, start your own show. So, 
I love a challenge. So I did. <laughs> and uh, we had, we, uh, we have our show. I, I owe thanks to Jennifer Thomas. She who's the former manager of club 50 West. She's the one that really got us going. She produced our first show for us, did an impeccable job. And from that point on, we had, we had a good, we had a good run at, at club at 50 West. Um, but you know, the time came to, uh, part ways and explore an opportunity that I believed would be a little better for me for where, where I'm at right now. So I'm working out some details with a, um, very popular venue in Salt Lake city. So, um, I would love to chat about those details once I'm able. Um, but for now, um, just keep your eyes peeled. Um, I'm, you know, I take any gig that I can. So I do a lot of nightclub numbers and I'm very active on social media. So it's pretty easy to find out what I'm doing. But yeah, for now, the beauty is on Broadway is rest in peace. But, um, the next chapter is being written. So, so how do people get a hold of you on social medias? Um, I've got several avenues. So Facebook is my, is probably the one I use the most. Um, so facebook.com slash Gia Bianca Stevens with a PH. Um, my Instagram is at Gia Bianca Stevens and Twitter, which I'm not really active on is, um, Queen Gia Bianca. So do you have the Snapchats? I don't have the Snapchats. <laughs> no, no. In- Insta square is about as, is about as hip as I get. That's why I think I'm too, yeah, I'm not active on, on, you're, on the you're tweeter. Now, when I asked you about the oldest, I think you're getting there. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm, I am not fresh at all. I am no spring chicken. You are in this room, just so you know. So, what would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have with drag queens? Because I know a lot of people want to group drag queens and transvestites and and gay men in general. They just kind of want to group them all together because they don't understand that there's a difference what would you say is one of the biggest misconceptions that you have seen either just here in utah or in general and what would you want to say to kind of clear that up for people like every time you hear somebody do it you're just like but then nobody's gonna listen now they'll listen Um, professional transvestite or a executive executive transvestite (laughs) right um i would say that at least for for the drag queens who identify as male and it's like for, like like myself you know where it's just about the theatrics and the costume and it's 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 nothing to do with my gender identity my sexual identity um is that probably two things the first of which is that we're somehow involved with the sex trade um <laughs> thailand did you know, that too <laughs> I, and the mm. second is that you know oh they're, they're confused they, they must want to be a woman and that is absolutely not the case at all i would the last thing I want to be is a is a real woman. Like no offense, but like that's a lot of like pain yeah. That's and where it's that's and, where it's different than cosplay because the dude right. dressing up as as you know Luke Skywalker wants to be a fucking Jedi. I mean, I don't. He like thinks it. he is a Jedi, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's it, yeah. I I go to yeah. I I don't take the the wigs or the makeup to bed or it's it's, just, it's she stays in, in the closet in the drag closet. Do you have a so. special closet full of drag clothes? I do. It's uh it. Um, as far as the floor plan is concerned, it's a, a bedroom, but. <laughs> well, you'd have to. There's so much that goes into well, it. I, so we just moved. So before I had, for, for years and years, I had the master bedroom upstairs and that I outgrew that. And so I moved it downstairs to the bigger bedroom in the basement and I, I still don't have enough room. I, I still, I've also claimed underneath the staircase, um, as well as the downstairs hallway that I, I put in a big, 
You need um, one of those shelving pods, units. Like, put one of those pods in your driveway. You know? <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, well, I'll, I'll I'll do anything once, <laughs> twice if I like it. So it's, but yeah, I, I, the the downstairs bathroom is dedicated to drag. We put in a vanity, so I have the right lights for when I'm beating my mug. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a commitment. It's a lot of fucking dedication. Yeah. Yeah, shit hanging from the ceilings and a, a work table and sewing machine and my jewelry stands and bins and bins and bins of crap and racks of wigs. It's a lot. How many wigs do you think you have? If you're counting individual wigs, we're, we're talking well over a hundred. But oh um, a lot of my hair pieces are built from two or three wigs put together because you know you want the. I'm a showgirl. I like. I love the drama and the the bigness. Higher. Oh yeah. Closer to God. Higher the hair. The higher right? the hair. Hey, Amen, Absolutely. Girl. <laughs> Jesus be a wig. Absolutely. So, so Marge Simpson had it right. Oh, abs- yeah. She was onto and that. Oh, that cute little body, that fitted dress. She's killing it. <laughs> yeah. Marge is fierce. Chris is never gonna watch Simpsons the same again. No, I will. I love the Simpsons. Are you? How involved are you in? Because I know a lot of your costumes are done by amazing dressmakers. How hands-on are you as far as your costuming and creating? Um, it depends on the look and the event. Um, there's been times where I've gone to a, a tailor um, or fashion artist, as I like to call them, and just, you know, said, I, I, I need this gown for this event. You know, do me up something fierce. And there's other times where I'm very specific and will specify color and details and trims and whatnot. So it depends on the event. Um, when it comes to pageantry, I've learned to take a very, very active role in the finished product. Um, because ultimately I, I know it's being scored on it and I have to be able to answer to that if I'm, you know, questioned or challenged during interview about some of my choices. So it's, you know, you've got to really believe so in it. So you don't just shop at the dress barn? Not anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> not anymore. It's, you know, it's, it's for a, you know, six foot, 160 pound guy. It's, I, I need a certain level of coverage to look, to look put together. And, you know, a gown that hits me four inches above the ankle is not going to cut it. And, you know, I love sequins and beads and rhinestones and feathers on every goddamn square inch possible. So, you know, I, when I'm explaining my drag, I tell people, I don't, feel like i dress like a woman i dress like a drag queen um because i'm not trying to be be, be passable like if you want to see not a real to be a woman if you know if you want to see a real girl you can go to the mall but if you <laughs> you know sometimes but, sometimes yeah um but for yeah i, well, I they, they also wear like yoga pants and sweatsuits yeah so yeah my drag is is inspired by female but i'm not trying to like i'm not i'm in on the joke i'm not trying to fool anybody but i still love to look just i i love beauty and sparkly that's i love that kind of drag that's that's what i find exciting you are also part of um speaking of things that you're involved in do you talk about ladies of marmalade a little bit is that still existent yeah she so the ladies of marmalade is um indian myself indy skies and i we started the ladies of marmalade when we had a residency at club jam several years ago we had a good successful couple of years but like a lot of um other shows and events in the city, you know, it's Utah's a very, not a lot has been really long lived. Yeah, There's a lot of parties changing. have come and gone. And, um, you know, I've certainly felt that myself, ladies of marmalade. We're, we still do it. Like when Indy and I are booked for like a private event, we still tag ourselves ladies of marmalade. It's still 
very Googleable. You know, if if you look up Utah drag queens, Ladies of Marmalade come up. So we've maintained the name for that reason, but we're no longer we want active at Jam. Googleable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ladies of Marmalade is still around. It's just it, that's just like a, a Gia and Indy thing. So if you have anywhere that you wanted to perform, where would it be? If you had the opportunity, mm. the Capitol Theater. No, no, I'm talking about <laughs> for like United States, like you know, a Hamburger Marys or a Lips or a I don't know where it's in Florida, but you know, or a Castro or a bunch. Yeah, I mean, um, the Hamburger <laughs> Marys would be awesome. Um, Charlie's is another really popular national gay bar chain, and that's where I had my uh, Miss Gay Central States America pageant. Um, let's see. Parliament House in Orlando would be incredible. That's, that's really, really legendary um, drag bar. So I would, I would say that one. The Capitol Theater. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can put that on the list too. I'd that love would to. be a great yeah, place a to have there. a pageant. Yeah, yeah. Wait, expecting Desert Star? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have dinner theater there. It would Desert, be perfect. Desert Star Playhouse <laughs> hosting a drag show. <laughs> I don't awesome. think they will do that. I think I would actually go then if that oh, were yeah. the case. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think they'll ever do it. <laughs> oh, hell no. They'd have to be under new management. Well, yeah, you never know. Jam was a bar that never, they had never ha- had a regular drag show until, you know, Indy and I had our thing there. So... You never know. What I do you think, think is going to happen with that club? With all the building that's going around, do you think they'll be able to maintain their space? I hope so. It's a, it's a, it's a cool little bar. Um, it's Yeah, it's, it's changed a ton over the years. Um, the, the turnout just isn't what it used to be. But there's not a whole lot of loyalty in Utah like nightlife. People, yeah, where are people hanging? Like, it is, it is weird. And being a straight person and going to these places, I notice that, too. There is no... Okay, everybody's going to the trap. It's Everyone's always, going to Metro. Everyone's it's going been that to. Way. Well, but I didn't go to clubs until I started yeah, I mean, it was, out with the It was that scene. way when I was in college. Like, club nights came and went. There wasn't. You'd have a club that was popular for two, maybe three years that, that stayed really popular, and then it would lose, you know, lose following and lose. But you get to see and that. And from like a production standpoint, why do you think that is? On, I. God, there there could be a million reasons, and like I, you know, for example, um, bricks. Isn't what, what's it called now? Club bricks? Sound? No, it's, it's called bricks, bricks, bricks again. It's been okay. sound. Yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> yeah, I just gave. No, it I away. drove by and I was like, oh, it's bricks again. That's okay. Great. Yeah, I'm out there. I mean, I live right. I live in the area. I, I need to. I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. No. But in any case, <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, that place used to have twenty two hundred people mm-hmm. on a Friday night, and like, the most epic drag shows. And just be packed wall to wall. I mean, and now it's not even open on the weekends, as far as I know, for for club <laughs> nights. No, a lot so of times it's I not. I don't know. I think it could. I think that's because people like Stevie Wonder are playing there. No, it, I mean they they do a lot of concerts mm-hmm. there, and they just kind of have a regular bar the the rest of the night. I remember the Bay. God, that place was fun. How about confetti? Confetti oh, was amazing. Confetti. But uh, the Bay, yeah, that the Hortex. Oh, the Hortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can, yeah, the good yeah, old days. The, the bay, well, that thing probably. <laughs> well, you, you know probably you Area Fifty One still around. That's that's that kind is of one of the that is one, one of the places that stuck around. But yeah. it's, it is rare, and I don't think it's just a Salt Lake thing. I think it is rare for a club uh, or a venue to have a long-lasting kind of staying power. And Area Fifty One's managed to do that here locally. Is Portacol still around? No. Oh, no. they knocked it down. <laughs> There's, There's like a big old building, giant federal building there now. 
Yeah, that's, call. That's kind. that was full of <laughs> douchebags. The man, the man brought it down. <laughs> so what the do you dead have? goats. I know that's a long time. No, that's way gone. So what do you have coming up besides the besides the Queen of Hearts? So old I am. <laughs> I remember are, going to the dead goat. You are a goat. spring chicken yeah. in here okay. in this room with us. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Still well, blessed. He probably, he probably remembers. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know how much partying you were doing in high school, uh, but like club, fair, a fair amount. Like Club Naked was probably oh, yeah. still big in 2004, 2005. Oh, God. Remember when um, Sanctuary had its own? It was its oh, own oh, club. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That place was cool. That place was amazing. Yeah. I 2004, was... I'd, already been, I'd already graduated <sighs> college by 2004. Yeah, we know. <laughs> that was a cool. That was a cool time to like be coming of age and, you know, you had, nightlife you was different. Uh, well, it's a great place. <laughs> and chillins. And now it's a church again. A church that was a club that's a church and sanctuary. It's been good. cleansed. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I was asking before we, everybody got old on us. Uh, <laughs> we only got old because you asked that question. We that were not old before that question. That is true. Uh, what do you have coming up besides Queen of Hearts? performances anything so i will be performing at op rockwells in park city on february damn it february 20 that's not a date by the way february damn it is not an (laughs) actual date um i apologize but it's for the it's for um elevation gay ski week they do an annual thing in park city um so i'm stoked to be back anyway calendar february 20 something um, we'll get it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I have my, I wish I had my calendar. I've got, I've got some stuff in the books. I want to go and, um, I've got a couple goals to attend a couple of Miss Gay America preliminary pageants so I can kind of see what the competition is going to be like when I decide to return. Um, and then, yeah, because I take any, any show that, that I'm, that I'm able. So, um, I'll be having a couple fundraisers as, as Miss Gay Utah coming up. But the quickest thing on the calendar is, going to be and can anybody go to that or is that like yeah an elite it's it's a it's a it's a ticketed party um but tickets are available to to anyone we'll link to it in case anybody wants to go ski all that snow that we don't have right there's there's plenty of fake snow it's just melting now yeah that is true go ahead (laughs) i'm just gonna ask one last question so go ahead if you have okay so we we do ask everyone on the show one thing uh, what what's one thing that you would tell someone coming to the state of Utah that they had to do before leaving? They were just visiting. One thing they had to do before they left. Hmm. Wow. Such a beautiful place. I would say take a drive to Park City and back and eat at the Scone Cutter. The Scone Cutter. <laughs> Are there even any scone cutters yes, left? Yes, yes. There so, are. there's one on 21st. But but you have to eat it there. It does not travel. You've no, got no. it. You've no. got to get it right out of the kitchen. It pretty much disintegrates within 20 minutes. So it's, I, yeah, it's not edible. We, <laughs> but it's so minutes. sinful, and it just. We stopped at the scone cutter after Liquid Joe's one night, and one of the girls that I was with uh, asked for no mayonnaise on her scone. On her sandwich thing, they put mayonnaise on it. She threw it at the chick in the drive-thru window. <laughs> wow. I want to meet her. <laughs> you got to get the smiley fries. No, you don't. Oh, Smi- yeah. yeah. Smiley Those fries. Are the best. This that's, is a, s- that's a bummer when you, when you get that basket with all that other bullshit and then you don't get your smiley fry. Because that's all you want is a smiley fry. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, I'm, you can just fucking get those at like Walmart. Right? Maybe, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. They're not, they're not cooked in the 50 year old grease. Right. Right. If it's not boiling next to a <laughs> lump of dough. 
not interested. <laughs> you can taste it. You can Fucking taste the difference. Fucking stone so gross. <laughs> Stop making my I favorite sandwich. So uh, I haven't gone for a long time. My favorite thing about scone cutters are now all being turned into like Betos. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> also, Fun. not not the worst food out there. No, especially not when you're drunk. <laughs> Quite possibly the best food. That's because it'll soak up every ooh, yep. every bit of alcohol that comes yeah. out of your stomach. Are you drunk over there, Holly? Have you been drinking? <laughs> she, no, so but my microphone is. So I want to smell it's that so sippy cup. Oh. <laughs> so one last time, where can people find you and come support you? So follow. I would just say follow me on social media if you're if you're so inclined. Especially my um, my local people here in Salt Lake City. Um, Facebook.com slash Gia Bianca Stevens with a ph. Instagram at Gia Bianca Stevens also with a ph. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thank you guys Thank for having you. me. It's been a pleasure. All right. Let's get into some. Uh, let's get into some uh, some weird stories about animals. Then maybe we'll we'll do some <laughs> legislative stuff. This is a lot of shit to talk about today. Um, it is like we've said; it's the legislative season. So, uh, okay. So, I gotta tell you. So the, the you guys have heard the story. You read the story or, or watched the news coverage of this dog or seen it on fucking social media that they found it's out on the salt flats. So sad. So when I first saw it, I saw it on social media and I just disregarded it because like an ad for like ASPCA or something like fucking fucking sad dog stories I didn't like Sarah McLaughlin playing in the fucking background like as soon as I saw it yeah I was like oh it's the fucking silence song right now so I thought it was I I, that's what I thought it was I thought it was just like an ad or something so I kind of ignored it and then I kept seeing it I'm like fucking people stop sharing bullshit stories (laughs) and then like I read I finally I guess I gotta read it I've seen it like a million times (laughs) It's a real fucking story. So they found this dog out in the salt flats, and they think it had been wandering around out there for like three months. Yeah. And they don't know if it was dropped off or, you know, dumped or if Living it got on lost. What? <laughs> That's Nothing. the question. Nothing. Nothing. Super malnourished. He had... Is it's it, like scaly. Is it a he like, or a she? I can't remember. Kelly is what they named the dog. Great. I don't know if it's a he or uh, a she. It's a she. And, it's and a they she. gave it a gender, gender neutral name. <laughs> It says I'm pretty sure she's going to make a full Let's recovery. Call it so. But anyway, so she they don't even know what kind of dog she is because she had no hair. Aww. She was covered in in sarcophagic mange, which is treatable, uh, and she was so malnourished that like she just barely could stand. So they but they have been nursing her to health. Um, so she was found on January 15th. Uh, they've been nursing her to health. She looks so much better than she did when they the first pictures like it was super like if you have no compassion that would make you compassionate. It, yeah. it was super sad. Bree was Bree was in tears when I showed her the story. And like she's better than she's going to get adopted. She's going to find an amazing home, but just the the thought of that animal having to go through that is insane. And she's clearly a domesticated dog. Like it's not like she's a coyote. Although <laughs> I've been seeing fucking pictures people post about like my aunt thought she was rescuing a dog and it's a fucking coyote (laughs) that's awesome are the raccoons that people take oh we found this cat or that video that video that's out uh, all the sensation of the is it a is it a chinchilla or something like that that's taking a shower like it's a a rat it's a rat it's not a rat that's washing itself? It's not a rat. It's a rat. No, no, it's not a rat. It's a different kind of animal. <laughs> yes, we must be talking about the right video. <laughs> okay, but yeah, apparently people have seen it. So it's fucking, anyway, that was weird. So, and then, <laughs> and then, Hogel Zoo loses a fucking animal. How do you do that? Which, how? Let's just how talk do you about do that? how creepy this so, so first off, looks like. Can we talk about the cat's name? It, it's, a, it's, it's an Asian palace cat, and they named it Mushu. 
like like Mo- Mulan. No, no. Not like pork. Well, <laughs> Mushu pork would be a dish. <laughs> and I think isn't the isn't the cat's like brother's name another name like that like like Kung Pao chicken or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. I, every time I read about Mushu, I think Kung Pao no, Chicken. It's I, the little character from Mulan, the I little know, dragon. I it is also an Asian dish that you can eat. It's called Listen, Mushu. I would want to no. eat that cat. Look at that cat's Zaya's, face. Zaya is the leopard that escaped a few years ago. Maybe How the hell are you? They, what, what? They, may, they need to do some fixing of their fences. Right. If, yeah. if all of these yeah, animals are getting... <laughs> okay, but, but there was an orangutan uh, the last week this or two. Week. That, that, oh, yeah, this week. week. Uh-huh. That got out of a zoo. Same way. It's that mesh that they have at the top of the enclosures to keep them in. The mesh apparently at Hogle Zoo was just like not even really there. Like It was there, but just a hole. You could easily see where she probably got out. But they found Mushu. Mushu. By the way, this is not... The cat's dangerous. It's a wild animal, but it's like eight pounds. <laughs> it my, will it will mess you up. My chihuahua is bigger. It than is this eight cat. pounds of evil. Luckily, the cat's like super reclusive and didn't wander off far, and they kind of figured out where it was and were able to catch it in a rat trap of all things. Sounds like That's a lot of gamers I know. Kind of reclusive, don't wander far from home. <laughs> you can find him in rat traps. <laughs> They weigh a little more than eight pounds. <laughs> Add a couple zeros to it. And, eh, we may get there. So those are a couple of weird stories. That, like I just because the dog thing. Like I totally thought it was just one of those bullshit. Like fucking shared social media things. He was basically like a huge scab. Yeah, it was so. Like, gross. It was so sad. I want to know how he didn't dehy- like get so dehydrated that he died. I mean, because my thought is he would probably be licking the salt in order to get some salt into his system. Well, and then he's, the, I mean, the, the pools of water are probably somewhat salty, but there are a lot of pools of standing water oh, okay. out there. Like the salt flats, especially in the wintertime because it does rain and that, that snow or it snows and the snow melts. There's like, if you drive out to Wendover, you can see all the standing pools of water all oh, over okay. the place. So all right. they aren't like fresh water. They get very salty very quickly, but you know, it's something. Salt water is better than no water. Poor puppy. <laughs> Although I don't know how much better. But three months—that's <laughs> that's that's wild. Um, okay, so let's let's get into. There are we're going to power through some of these. There's a lot of them. Uh, the legislative uh, session is is going uh, right now as we speak. Pumpkin headed butthole is up on Capitol Hill giving a speech that we are missing. Um, and then he'll probably tweet something off the toilet later tonight while he's eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> that was amazing. Everybody, it was, he had the, the best That was the greatest fucking speech. I, so right. many people were there. Before we talk about Utah <laughs> legislative stuff, we got to talk about this guy speaking. So was <laughs> it was it The Daily Show? I think it might have been The Daily Show that I was watching. And Trevor Noah did a thing. It was an interview that he had with, um, is it Pierce Morgan? That's like yeah. his butt buddy. Like those two, it's an unholy friendship. It's fucking weird it's how much those two like each other. Like it's just like, <laughs> like okay. So they first show the the shot of Trump coming in the room, and what he says. The first thing he says is, "Oh, I missed you." How the fuck? <laughs> what? That's the first thing he says coming into the room. I missed you. What are? <laughs> so anyway, but they he showed a clip of 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 Trump speaking on something Pierce Morgan asked, uh, and I can't remember what it was, but it was the speech, the, the, the answer he gave 
you could tell he was just making shit up and had no fucking clue what he was talking about. And and Trevor Noah does a recap of it, and he's like, it's like if a, you know, you, it sounds so stupid until you realize, you know, if he was three years old, it would be fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and so he starts talking like a three-year-old child, and I'm like, that's pretty close to the exact same words Trump just used. Like, it's just uncanny how dumb he is. Well, and half the time he sounds like he's having a stroke when he's talking. So, and then United States of America. He's got a perfect bill of health. That dude. Bullshit. That dude. <laughs> bullshit. 239 pounds. Bullshit. <laughs> There's no fucking way. How tall? If he's How tall? 6'3". 6'3". So I'm 5'10", and I weigh less than him. My build's not unlike his. You don't have a big bubble butt like he does, though. No, I got a small white guy ass. I got a big beer gut and some titties. <laughs> but, some nice titties. Mm. <laughs> but I've seen that dude in a polo, and I know he can match my gut and tits. And he eats fucking cheeseburgers in bed. I don't even eat cheeseburgers in bed, damn it. Do you what think are you waiting for? Do you think it's going to put a McDonald's in the White House? I would not be surprised. There probably already is one. <laughs> if you read some of the shit, like, he, part of why he eats fast food is because he has a fear of being poisoned. As he should. And he thinks that if he eats fast food, it's they, they don't know who's who it's being made for, and it's made fresh, and it's not gonna it's less likely to be poisoned. And there's some merit to that, right? That's why you have food tasters. Dude, this is not <laughs> fucking feudal England back in the <laughs> I was gonna say at least Hitler had that. Back in the dark ages, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the Nazis had nice costumes, but you know. <laughs> uniforms, uniforms. They're oh, called yes. uniforms. <laughs> All right, so back to our <laughs> legislative session because there's a lot of a lot of stuff getting passed. Uh, okay, so Utah lawmakers have passed a bill, uh, HB 43, um, that outlines uh, the legality of how you get blood draws because of the shit that happened at the U. I don't think anyone's surprised um, that now there are some pretty clear guidelines in as to how police can obtain blood draws from suspects in the hospital or in medical care. Uh, there's three conditions that uh, have to be met. They need written or oral consent from the patient. They obtain a warrant, or is there, there is a judicially recognized exception to the warrant. So pretty clear guidelines. That last bit, there are, there are clear guidelines on where they should have exceptions. But um, the Chris or Craig Hall, who is the representative that put this out there, uh, that sponsored it, uh, he did say that uh, in the days where e-warrants are available within such a short period of time, there really should be no reason to not get a warrant. Right. Because they can get them in like fucking 15 minutes. Yeah, don't you watch Law & Order SVU? Come on. <clears throat> Okay, that's well, not, not to mention life, the guy that he I was know that you think it is, but that's <laughs> not real life. It is. Don't worry Rishka about it. Hargaday is real. She she she's really a detective. Chris Maloney liked my tweet today. Okay, that's it's Ooh. real. So is that a Beverly Hills Cop guy? No, that's that's Beverly Stabler's. I don't fucking know. <laughs> too. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's good to have those out there. I'm surprised we haven't. Right. 
but that kind of situation should have never it's happened. It's just like building code. Building code comes about because something happens. This came about because of Utah. Yay. Well, that lady got like a half million dollar settlement and they fired the fucking douchebag cop. So, As they should, because yeah. he was clearly... But they probably hired him back in the Duchesne camp. Yeah. I mean, it's just a it's, a... it's a power trip thing. It's like when you fucking mm-hmm. get that one security guard that thinks he's better than you because he's a security guard. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking security guard. A mall cop. mall cop? What are you going to do? Target where they have the little scooters that they ride around on as they look down at you. Little segues. Little segues. You must be a suspicious fucking person. I never get looked down <laughs> at in Target. No, I just always am there when stuff goes down, it seems like. <laughs> You're not winning this argument about not being a suspicious <laughs> person. I just happen to be a Target every time someone steals shit. Maybe it's because I spend too much time at Target. <laughs> Like, I don't like going home. That dollar bin is amazing. Right? No, it's not. That shit's not even worth a quarter. It says you buys from witch.com. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where that stuff comes from. <laughs> yeah, this is my my order is the the uh, the failed inspection pieces <laughs> for the, Target made the dollar bin and targets. <laughs> People pay a dollar for this. <laughs> okay, so another <laughs> another bill that passed is the uh, school locked bill. How do so, you feel about this? Uh, I think it's fine. So SB eighty seven. Um, so in the Senate, it was unanimously approved, twenty six to nothing, uh, on Friday, uh, and so it'll go out to the House, which I'm sure it'll fly out of there pretty quick too. But basically, uh, in in most schools, in most states, it's illegal to lock classroom doors. Mm-hmm. Fire code. Um, because of fire code. Because if there's a fire and the door is locked, you're going to fucking fry like 300 students or whatever. Well, and because there's too many teachers who like to have after school relations with their students. Rendezvous. Really? I, I know that there's some. Uh, Davis County? Have you not I mean, paid attention to know, Davis County? I don't know that that's widespread uh, enough to. That's really funny that you like said the, that. Actually. That's widespread. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Is this, a, this yep. is like Family Guy that's going on here? <laughs> we having a Family Guy moment? I think it's a great idea. I have a friend who works up in Davis County, of course, <laughs> um, and she's in a relocatable for most of the day, and she can't have her door <coughs> locked. Well, she doesn't have access to like a, there isn't a, a call system yeah, to the no front intercom, office. And basically, they're told that, well... You know, get your students in the center of the room and and pray. Yeah, is basically just what no one told. fucking. Well, honestly, in the relocatables, if they start shooting up the side of it, you're dead anyway. It's true. It's like a fucking mobile home. And so, school. if they can at least lock the door, yeah. So, and and this bill doesn't require them to lock the door in in lockdown situations or anything like that. It just removes the penalty of them doing it. So now, in that sort of a situation, they're they're able to. Locked doors, basically. And so it's not going to necessarily change school policies. It just opens the door for that. Uh, that's why I don't think it's going to have a problem passing. I think it's no. it's a good thing to remove that requirement. Well, so. Last week, we had that shooting. Was it in Kentucky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yep. And three others before that in the same week. Sad. Well, yeah, and this is the third week of the year, and we've already had... Four or five. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. a it's a real thing. And I've seen devices like the because you know how most of the doors have the big like uh, spring loaded like hydraulic things at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pieces that you can shove over that that are just a like a high grade polymer that doesn't mm-hmm. break and you can't open the door because it won't extend the mm-hmm. thing. So there's there's options out there. It's good to see schools starting to have them. It does suck that that is a real thing. That that's something so that's, that we have to worry about. Yeah. 
So, uh, so one of the bills that's out there that uh, that has been okayed to go out to the floor, HB 72. Uh, I don't think it's been voted on yet, but it's got out of uh, the panel or the committee. Um, it is proposing to make uh, political emails on government accounts public records. So basically the way it works now, if you have a government account, um, uh, an email account, uh, a government-issued phone, the stuff that's on there is still private. This would make those those emails and those records public things. And basically it's, I don't know what it's going to actually do uh, in terms of, of lowering uh, occurrence because I mean, look if if I want to be a crooked motherfucker, I'm not going to use my my government email account to do crooked shit. Um, well, that's because you're smart. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of hope these guys are that smart. Not s- these other people, eh, questionable. So basically, they're they're trying to identify like you know uh, illegal emails going out, mostly between lobbyists and things like that, and. Um, if you make that stuff public record, uh, then you can have access to it so you can start prosecuting. Um, but I I just don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea because I think it it maybe goes a little bit too far in terms of, of privacy and what you can do and say, I I don't know. I, I, it's a, it's an interesting concept to make that stuff public. But I also think if it is a... Like it's like if if my work gave me a phone or a laptop or whatever, I'm responsible for whatever emails may come and go through there, be it I send it or be it I receive it and respond to it. You know why I think these people should be held responsible for that, and I don't think that it should be kept private because, you know, we could have another. Well, what about Hillary and her three thousand, thirty thousand emails or whatever yeah. that never really happened. Uh. You know, the ACLU is concerned that it's going to cross that line of, of freedom of speech, um, you know, allowing people to become political or taking that right away, I guess, uh, once they leave the office, because you're, you're not constantly working. Um, you know, even as a, as a legislature, you're not constantly working because you're not, you're not in session most of the year. But if you're using those, <laughs> those two emails, weeks of the year when you are working. Yeah. And, and, and honestly... I mean, there's really no excuse to use that email for anything, uh, other than other than your 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 public job. Exactly. Because there's, it, I have five emails on my phone, five different email accounts for different businesses that I work with and work for, uh, for my personal stuff. They're separated. I rarely confuse them. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I rarely confuse them. Uh, they get you know emails get sent out with proper identities and everything like that. I don't see why other people can't do that. Get yourself a Gmail. Yeah. They're free. <laughs> it's for free. Fuck, go to Yahoo. They're free, too. They suck. Don't use them. But, but it's still an option. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one's really cool. I saw this story uh, right after it happened, and this is probably one of the coolest things. that I- I'm just going to say now, this is probably one of the best things that's going to come out of this legislative session. Uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction for what they want to accomplish up there. Yeah, so Hannah's bill was passed. So when we talk about the bullshit that they, they talk about, uh, sometimes they do good stuff. So Hannah's bill, um, it's named after uh, a girl that killed herself, a uh, 16-year-old Weber High student. Uh, she took her life after she tried to call a crisis hotline 
No, she tried to call her psychologist. And she, and then she tried to call her a crisis hotline after that. That's why this bill came about. Um, and uh, no one answered. And she ended up killing herself. And so this law basically is providing funding to staff uh, crisis intervention centers 24-7, 365. Um, we get about 10,000 calls a year in our state to crisis lines. So, I mean, when you break that out at a, on a, at a day level, it's, it's, I mean, it's still significant. Absolutely. Um, but each, each of those calls means something. But it's kind of like the idea of, you know, what if you called 911 and we got put on hold? You got a busy signal. No one ever picked up. Which, unfortunately, there are areas where that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's always a hot issue when it does. But that's essentially what these crisis lines happens with them because we have a whole bunch of them. Uh, that are understaffed. There's 20 suicide prevention hotlines around the state. Uh, and only one of them is is actually staffed properly for 24-7-365. And, and a lot of it is because they are nonprofits in, in most cases. And so a lot um, of them are volunteers. Yeah, yeah. So $2.3 million in ongoing fundi- funding for crisis lines. That's awesome. Uh, that's that's what fantastic. This bill does. And also right before this bill um, came to fruition was uh, when Gary Herbert held his press conference and basically told uh, business, religious educators, healthcare leaders um, that work with the Suicide Prevention Coalition to come up with a plan by February 15th that he can take to the legislature. So that's in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that's that's been tossed around is a 911-style line for suicide prevention. Well, and Spencer Cox is... is um, basically taking the head of this because he talked about his own experience of uh, wanting to take his life. So it's pretty good that this is the first conversations that are happening the first weekend. Mm-hmm. And then kids can walk home by themselves. Okay. So I didn't know, I didn't know this was a law in our book. So apparently it's in the state so of Utah dumb. right now, you can be prosecuted as a neglectful parent. Yes. If you let your kids walk home from school mm-hmm. <coughs> or play outside alone. Can you imagine, like, your kid being smart enough to find that out and being like, I'm turning you in because you so, made me walk over from school. To, to be fair, the Utah DCFS, uh, Department of Children and Family Services, has said they've never gone after someone for this. They've never prosecuted for this. Because no. it's dumb. It is dumb, but it doesn't mean it can't be used. If you see something you perceive as shitty, you could use that existing law to go after a parent and be like, you let your kid ride his bike around the neighborhood. Without supervision. Guess what? There are fucking kids ride their bikes all the time in my neighborhood in my cul-de-sac, and their parents aren't outside watching them. We used to walk from one end of American Fork to the other by ourselves. Like, we're but like, that's how I spent my fucking summer. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I spent my summer walking all over town, but it is a different age, but it, it, it comes back to the argument that maybe we're being a little over-fucking-protective. Mm-hmm. It's like chickens. They're free-range. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't think anyone got that, but you when you said it. <laughs> That's all that matters. So anyway, it's it's uh, Senate Bill sixty five. It passed. Um, basically, it just, it just removes that stupid ass uh, ability for them to prosecute for neglect because They're you no let your kids organic. walk from. You know, my kids are allowed to walk home from school. I live two blocks away. Nope, sorry. You can't fucking do that, you neglectful bitch. They can't walk home. Like, <laughs> really? Like all of our parents would have been in jail back in the day. Yeah, well, and I walked, I walked like three miles because I didn't want to ride the fucking bus. Like, this is nothing to me to walk. Like, this is normal. 
And it is normal. And that's the story. Like, who do you, how many times you hear, oh, when I was your age and I, it was winter and I don't want to be, I will be, I will be open and honest. My mom deserved to go to jail for the kind of neglect I saw as a kid. <laughs> I'm not joking. I say it in jest, but I'm really not joking. Like, I was a latchkey kid. I fucking came home from school and went to bed, and my mom wasn't there the whole time most of, most of the time growing up. So I was one of those latchkey kids, like, beyond latchkey. My parents didn't come home at 6 or 7 o'clock. Uh, there is some neglect there, and I think there's some responsibility there, but fucking walking home, who gives a shit? Right, like right, that's the least of the worries. Yeah, let the let the kid get some exposure to the real world, huh? And some exercise, not in front, in front, but oh, uh-huh. that's a really good point. <laughs> like fucking push your kid outside, uh-huh. away from the TV and the video games, and take his phone and be like, okay, now go fucking walk. Somewhere. Of course, they're all walking home from school on their phones. It's true. Mm. It's true. Getting hit and stuff. Mm. I'm just joking. I don't. I shouldn't joke about that, but it happens. Uh, Dead people remember. Don't joke about that stuff. Yeah, I know. Did you see another one of the general counsel or the elders yes, die? But we didn't talk about him. Oh, so. he was in the quorum of the seventy. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was in the seventy. Killed another one, Chris. No, uh, I didn't fucking do it. You <laughs> dick. Damn it, Jesus! Don't fucking blame it on me. I'm just saying he died. <laughs> I didn't kill him. I just he died. Okay. <laughs> and he was one of the younger ones. Yeah, too. he was like in his fifties. Mm-hmm. Probably died of a heart attack. I don't know. They didn't say. They just said uh, just sudden. Sudden and unexpected death. His wife shot him because he's been beating her. (laughs) (laughs) Only if they lived in Utah. I feel like that would have probably got more news attention. That would have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk about some other stuff that's proposed that hasn't passed. Um, So now we're going to get into the Utah's dumb fucking ass state sometimes area. Uh, So the first one is a proposed abortion bill or anti-abortion bill. I like how they word it as an abortion bill. It's an anti-abortion bill. Um is is currently sitting in in Congress here in Utah. Um, basically, they want to ban abortions for when people find out through prenatal genetic testing that they have a child that's going to have Down syndrome. My question is, why did they single out that one? When there's so many birth defects, when there's so many different things that can happen, why... That's a good question. You should call your legislator. Yeah. yeah. Like, why was it that one that was... My my guess, my intuition as to why it was that one is because kids with Down syndrome nowadays, because we have modern medicine and let people live that should not, live fairly long lives. I mean, they, they live... It was actually on the news last night. There are more diseases people are living with, but they are living longer because of the medicine and whatever that makes yeah, them Yeah, like, I don't know what the average life expectancy of a Down syndrome person is now, but it, I'm sure it's into the maybe even their 40s, uh, which is, I mean, back in olden times, back back before modern medicine in the ni- early 1900s, that didn't happen. I mean, hell, they, they were lucky if, if people with Down syndrome live to 18. They were lucky if they lived to one or two because yeah. usually there's there's congenital heart There's just defects. too many challenges there from a, a medical standpoint mm-hmm. for them to, to actually make it. And, and it comes down to really, first off, if they pass this, basically this, and, and everyone's saying this, but you know, it's Utah and, and we like to pass laws that, that can get challenged in the courts and we can spend shitloads of taxpayer money uh, fighting things that should have never been passed anyway. Um, but this will absolutely become uh, a court battle that will be found unconstitutional, just like every other fucking state that's tried to pass a similar law. 
there's history there. There's tons of court cases. The fact that this is even being debated in our legislature tells me that our legislators are idiots. And I'm really glad Bree's not here tonight because the number of times I've said legislature. No, you have only messed it up one time. I'm pretty sure that. she would have corrected me. No, I'm. I actually was just thinking the same thing. She should be very proud of you this evening. <laughs> you should tell her that when we're done, because she should be back home by then. And you should be like, you'd be very proud of your. Chris your did man. so good. Chris, Chris was a good speaker today. He talked good today. Okay, <laughs> another another thing that pisses me off. Um, and, and if you want to hear my thoughts on this, you can go back and listen to a past episode. Utah, there's a bill right now that uh, SB 30 in the Senate that is, uh, I think it's on the Senate floor, um, that is going to try and expand the list of death penalty eligible crimes. So basically, if you kill a security guard or other first responders, you can be eligible for the death penalty. Um, I want to say right now we have 54 factors that can create death penalty i think it was in this article 60 we have over 60 aggravating factors that can lead to a death sentence 60 what they're worried about todd weiler todd weiler who i'm not a huge fan of but he's actually worried that if we do this uh this could create a problem for uh people that are on death row and future potential death row people because it's too broad because it then becomes too broad and too many things can qualify for the death penalty. For all these people that bitch about Sharia law, they sure do like killing people. Like if you're a mall cop. God damn it, I fucking hate the death penalty. I think it is so stupid. I think there are only very few crimes that should fall under that. Very, very, very few. I think you just fucking keep them locked up forever. I just do not think that you should fucking kill people. Since you hate it so much, we should talk about the firewalls up at the Capitol instead. <laughs> well, I will yeah, say, I'm just, oh, it just it irritates me so much. I hate the death penalty. Kind of going along with that. Well, kind of. Um, I know that the family of Officer Brotherson, that was the West Valley police officer that was killed last year or two years ago now, uh, they were able to present uh, Cody's law or Cody's bill on the floor and they were able to basically what it is is to lower the age that a juvenile can be tried as an adult right. if they uh kill a if they kill a servant p- yeah yeah wow i mean i don't i have i have mixed feelings on that myself um it uh, yeah i have very mixed feelings on it i cuz i can understand both sides um but I also I think that that especially the the juveniles that were convicted in this case, it was a slap on the hand. But at the same time, they should have an opportunity for rehabilitation, an opportunity to actually try to make something of their lives, and to be able to, you know, say, yeah, that was that was really bad. That was really stupid. Because if they spend the the rest of their life in in prison. What I, I think we failed them at that point. Yeah. Well, and my thing with with juveniles is the you cannot make a cut and dry law. No. You know when you get into an adult an adulthood situation, you can make cut and dry laws. You can say the penalty for this is this. I think with juveniles, you have to give a lot more authority to judges 
to make those kinds of discretionary decisions and allow for a better appeals process. Part of the problem with the appeals process, you know, in the adult world, it takes years. It takes years to get through appeals processes. Um, and I think the problem is with juveniles, if you take a year to get through an appeal for a conviction in something in, in juvenile court and make sure that that judge made the right decision, that the sentencing was correct, the problem is that's a year. And a year in a kid's life is a lot more than a year in an adult life in terms of their development, you know, how they view the world, how they interact socially. Um, but I, I think you have to take every case with the juvenile in a case-by-case basis. I do think once you're, once you're close to 18... You know, all bets start to start to be off, and it's a conversation I've had with with my kids. You're 18. Everything you do counts. If you get a shitty ticket because you decided to drink and a party got out of hand, and you get a ticket for it, you got to deal with that. You're an adult. You can't come to mom. That's that's on you. If you get speeding tickets, they're on you. You're responsible for all of that stuff. It all has consequences now. You get a speeding ticket as a kid. I'm responsible, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm responsible to pay that ticket and make sure it's taken care of, and to pay for your damn insurance. It's going to increase. Once you're an adult, that's it. But you know, I think when when kids are younger, um, every kid's different. Every kid is is a different level of maturity. They come from a different background. Look, my brother should have been tried as a, as an adult much younger than he was. He didn't get it. He was a habitual lawbreaker. I mean, he did horrible, terrible shit when he was in first grade. You know, that's that. You, you got to send a message to kids, and I understand trying to rehabilitate them, but some kids require a different kind of message. Anyway, get off my soapbox. But I, I just, it's so hard to, to create standard definable laws for juveniles standard definable punishments you know mandatory minimums for kids just don't work i think for adults they work and i think if you get a fucking dui you should go to jail for five years first offense but not at a point oh five no Okay, so interesting thing so i want to talk we're going to talk we, we've been tossing around maybe we should do this a um uh, a special episode where we discuss uh, Utah liquor laws because we bring them up from time to time. They come up every legislative session and they're always crazy. And a lot of people coming to Utah don't understand them. Uh, they're they're coming up again. One of the things that I find hysterical, though, is this article comes out in the Tribune uh, identifying that the firewall at Ca- up on Capitol Hill, their internet blocks sites that have any reference to alcohol, to tobacco, I guarantee pornography. Apparently some soda joints are getting blocked. Bourbon cream soda. How how <laughs> can these guys this is this is crazy to me that they have a net nanny that blocks all that shit. First off, they're fucking adults, right? Like I get blocking a BitTorrent site and blocking that kind of network traffic, which you can absolutely do, but why do you have a net nanny on? What the hell's the point of that? Inside of that kind of network. Well, and this this article actually is a really good point because we have the law that might be coming to fruition about um, the beer going away. 
Um, and so how are they supposed to research that if they can't even search it? Well, <laughs> like, and, and like there's there's a, a HB88, which has to do with e-cigarettes and, and vaping. Uh, how are they supposed to do any kind of research at the... They need to contact their IT people. That's all I'm saying. Well, I mean, it's just ridiculous that it blocks all that shit. How can they make informed decisions without being able to research stuff while they're there? And it's nice that they're, they want to research it, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, let them. It, it is, it is, it is kind of crazy that, that we have that kind of crazy bullshit thing going up on Capitol Hill. Well, they don't even have that really in public schools i mean they do have a they have a block up on certain things of course but not that strict i mean last i checked anybody that wanted to run for you know congress or whatever had to be an adult yeah yeah older you than, have to be an adult you know you have to be older than 21 and i get that you're a public servant but what about the guests the guest wi-fi is the same thing up there on capitol hill you get onto their network you can't go to those sites that's maybe crazy. they're maybe they're still in the church's Wi-Fi, and that's why. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't remember who it was, but someone in the article that the Tribune put out actually said, "I have to use my hotspot to do stuff. I have to connect to my phone and have my phone hotspot my laptop so I can look at this this stuff." I that's hope they fix it. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. Uh, okay, so on in that same light, like you were talking about, Jess. So I ta- didn't I talk about this last week where I, I talked about the the beer guy, the Anheuser Busch guy, talking about the beers that are going away. I know we talked about it, but I'm not sure if we talked about it. I don't on think we talked about it on air. So I was at, I was at Harmon's uh, the other day, and and the uh, the butcher was talking to um, the Bush guy, the the Budweiser guy. I think we were talking about it before before we when, when Ethan showed up. We were yeah. So he was it. he was talking to the Budweiser guy, and uh, the Budweiser guy was communicating the number of beers that are going away like Bud Light Lime and you know most of the like Shock Top and stuff like that they're just not going to make 3.2 anymore for them um, it is now less than 1% of the national beer market consumes 3.2 alcohol it is us in the state of Minnesota that are all that are left uh, and it's cold up there they need to be warm I know well and, and the 3.2 beer thing is specifically for beer sold in grocery stores now if if we were to change that law, Minnesota's facing the same kind of, of scenario. It's going to have to change for what's allowed in grocery stores. So, for example, um, I think it is a Budweiser uh, that their normal beer is 3.4 instead of 3.2. That's what they make for the rest of the country is 3.4. So not a huge difference. Not really a difference at all. And, and we're talking a beer, right? Like 3.2 to 3.4 is nothing in the world of a beer. Uh, but, uh, so that kind of a beer should absolutely be able to be sold in a grocery store. There are other states where even if it's not sold in a grocery store, it's not as big of an issue because there are liquor stores everywhere because there are stores that sell booze that have refrigeration units to sell beer. You know, there's, but in, in, in the state of Utah, they don't have refrigeration units in, in the liquor stores. Oh. They can't support the the volume, the volume that grocery stores and convenience stores sell of of beer in this state is absurd. And there's no way in hell the state liquor stores as they stand now could support that kind of volume. They would have to revamp them, all most of them. I mean, there's no way. There's no way. And so there's a there's 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 potential for for some big deals. So they su- they suspect uh where's the number at? I want to say it was like 60% of 40 40% of what it is now, right? So a 60% yeah. decrease. And so they suspect that we're going to see a 60% decrease in 
uh, selection at the grocery store. Because it's so great right now. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of seeing, <laughs> you know, 20 things, we're going to see eight. That's crazy. That's crazy, crazy, crazy. Or you can get it for $2 a bottle at the liquor store. Yeah. It's not cold, but you can no. get it. Yeah, you can get it, and then you can go, you know, put it back in a cooler at home in the fridge, which, by the way, trunk. also, it <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 60 degrees outside. It's not going to get cold right now. You need a cooler like mine that plugs in then. That's true. That's true. That might good. work. Uh, but the problem then is now you've got beer that was uh, stored cold at some point, transported cold, and, then and is now warmed up, and now you get to chill it again, which which definitely has an effect. You wouldn't do that with your meat. Uh, no. N- well, <laughs> they do dry-age meat. <laughs> That's true. Dry-age beer. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so it's, it's going to have to change. Um, hopefully we'll see some action on the hill. My concern, as always, anytime there's a liquor law change. They take something away, they add something back. They got to do something fucked up whenever they make a change that you perceive as good. So maybe we'll see the Zion Curtain again, huh? Sounds like it might be coming back. They'll change it, but then they'll only make it sellable at one Harmon's in the state of Utah. (laughs) City center. (laughs) It's in price. (laughs) It's in price. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You first have to... There would never be a Harmons in Price. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, what's the Try furthest like Smith's. south? I think Orem's the furthest south Harmons. Yeah. Well, it's like when we were trying to identify the grocery stores in downtown, because there's not very many of them. They're all Smith's. We're like, well, yeah, right. there's the 9th and 9th Smith's. Stabby Smith's. Smith's. Uh-huh. That's 9th and 9th. There's the, there's <laughs> there's the Fred the Meyer that's now the Smith's. It's the one on 4th South, and then there's the one on the Avenues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's it. And there's some Asian grocery stores, Asian markets. Oh, that fucking Asian market's the bomb. I know. The True one story. on ninth is my favorite True story. in the valley. That's nice to James's house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> um, okay, one one last story. Um, uh, so, uh, Operation Rio Grande, um, the famous operation where they put a bunch of cops down by Rio Grande, uh, <laughs> did a big sweep. Arrested a bunch of of, of uh, drug sellers and and other people. They announced Salt Lake County announced on Monday that uh, three hundred thousand dollar program to help homeless and drug addicted people arrested in that uh, continue the recovery, um, basically in halfway houses. So they're trying to place up to one hundred and fifty people in post treatment residential recovery facilities. That's huge. Do you want me to read you the email that I got from the mayor, from yeah, Mayor from, McAdams? from Mayor McAdams. Which about isn't this. even my mayor, by the way. I actually don't know how I got signed up for the same reason that I don't know why I get Orrin Hatch or Mia Love calls. So, Well, you probably get Orrin Hatch calls because you're... Uh, no, I get his emails. I have no idea how I got them. I get Mia Love stuff all the oh. time. and The Mia Love calls drive that. me bongers. You're so. welcome, by the way, Jess. You did that for me. You're so nice. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so um, on the 29th, on um, um, that would be yesterday, right? Uh, I got an email that says, "Dear friend, the woman in the photo below, Destiny Garcia, is thankful that she was arrested during Operation Rio Grande last August, and it just shows Mayor McAdams and uh, you know a well-dressed, business-looking woman. Why? Because she has been struggling for years with drug addiction that cost her her job, home, family, and hope for the future." When she went to jail, she heard about the county's new specialty drug court and how, as a participant, she would be released from jail and receive residential drug treatment. 
She complied with all the rules to date, including regular appearances before a judge. Now she is the first participant to receive a voucher for a place to live that is safe and structured to support her ongoing recovery from addiction. It's called the Sober Living Home. She'll live there at no charge for three months, although part of the requirement is she stays in treatment, actively seeks work, and remains part of peer mentoring opportunities and other positive community activities. Many of the clients that were arrested in jail during Operation Rio Grande were homeless as a result of their behavioral behavioral health issues. Even after completing drug treatment, they still struggle for housing. Thanks to our partners at the State Department of Workforce Services, we'll have $300,000 to give to participants like Destiny to help them move forward on their path of sobriety and return to self-reliance. So this is a big deal. I mean, this is this is where we go from the massive crackdown that I'm, I know it sucks. I know there's a lot of civil rights concerns, but that area was so bad, was really, really bad. It's still not great. No. This is, this is another step in the right direction of, of getting people treatment, of, of trying to help them get on their feet. It's something the road home does a tremendous job of. Uh, this is, this is really trying to take that further. Um, it's the same thing with all the new shelters that are getting put up. The, the purpose of those is to make life better for these people, to help them out, to be more specific, to be more specialized, uh, so that people like this can, can actually get out of the situation they're in. Addiction's not a simple, like, just stop using drugs and make your life better sort of thing. Um, you know, you, you don't tell a dude that's got AIDS to just deal with it, right? There are courses of treatments that uh, an HIV, and I, it's weird to compare it to that, but it isn't, you know, addiction is a disease. Um, you know, when you're addicted to a substance, it's hard to pull yourself out of that um, psychologically. Uh, it is a mental health condition if there's not a physical addiction present, even though in most cases there is a physical addiction as well. So um, it's good to see this happening. It's good to see some some positive movement on something that has had such a negative light cast on it for a while. Hopefully people don't feel that she's just an anomaly and they'll actually see that this is She's not. Good. She's not. She's just that, she's she's that story. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when this story was written, she was 163 days sober. Um, and it's, and look, she's, I'll be honest, it'd be surprising if she continued to stay sober the rest of her life. Most people relapse, but it's, it's learning to, to, to have the tools to be on your feet. When you relapse an addiction and you have a stable place to live, it's a lot easier to fix that. When you relapse and you don't know where the next place you're going to sleep is going to be or the next meal you're going to get, it's a lot harder to not fall right back into addiction. So on that note, I don't want to talk about any more stuff. We have a couple other things um, that I don't think are all that important. There's a couple things that we'll, we'll save. So don't throw these away, guys. We want them. Did you already throw them away? No. So anyway, I, I think I just don't want to waste more paper. Um, but uh, that's probably going to do work it. My appreciates it. Um, we're going to eat some chocolate next week. <laughs> we better fucking eat some chocolate next week. We are, we've got some, some cool stuff coming up. So it, it is. this was our 88th episode. I don't think we said that. Oh, we forgot to say that. Um, should we introduce oh. ourselves now that we're completely done with the show? <laughs> episode 88. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thanks again to our, our guest, um, it was it was a very nice discussion um, from from Ted or Gia Gia Bianca Gia Stevens. Bianca. It's too much to say. Just Ted. Uh, <laughs> Ted or Gia? I'm done there. Like Gia I said, like I said That's when I was be talking the blog to entry, him. Ted or Gia? Ted talk. Yeah. When yeah. 
We're going to make that the episode, TED Talk. Do it. Yes. <laughs> TED Talk. That's a good title. That's a good title. No, no, no. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, but thanks again to him. Uh, it was a, a fun conversation. Um, you know, it's it, we've had a few drag queens on the show. Um, he was our fourth. And everybody has a different story, which yeah. is really and a it, different experience and a different perspective on it. And and it's it, it's interesting because you wouldn't think Utah is a place with so many drag queens, but there are lots. Uh, it's a thriving community here. It's a it's a fairly healthy community. Um, uh, in, in in the emotional sense, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know about their physical health. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, so it's it's always interesting to hear that that kind of stuff happens in Utah. Um, Utah is not just the the shitty liquor law state, although <laughs> let's be honest, and that it's that too. But we do have some good stuff coming up. Uh, we're gonna have a fun special episode with our friend Peter that no one knows about. Go we'll go check out a show. It's the Thought Show. Um, I. <laughs> I, I really don't know if it's going to be your thing. He does talk a lot about plants. Like, that's all the show's about. I like plants. <laughs> but he's got an Irish accent, and <laughs> that's fun to listen to. Um, it's not and, quite like Sean Connery, but close. And he's a pretty good fecker that wants to hit on my wife, but I don't think he'll win. I think he's a hit on you. <laughs> um, but we're going to do a, a special show with him um, coming up probably for St. Patrick's Day because we're, you know, cliche. Like that? We're Cultural cliche. Cultural appropriation. Whatever, yeah, really cool. Well, how's it cultural appropriation yeah. if we invite a, a real live Irishman from Irish? We're not being Irish. We're not going to speak not, in Irish. We're not going to. We're not going to. He's from Irish land. Is that, <laughs> is that not? That so, makes it all the most more he's, better. He's from Scotland. I think it's, it's only appropriate place. if we all try to have English or accents <laughs> through the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just, I'm then we would be appropriate. I am going to say fecker <laughs> so many times when we do that show. Um, but anyway, so we're going to have some fun stuff with him. And then we have our 100th episode coming up. Maybe that'll be the uh, soap 20th, on a rope. April 24th. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what we're going to do. Um, we'll do something because it's nice to get How to How cool would it be to like invite everybody we've ever had on the show? Like a big <laughs> old party. That'd be In awesome. the culture hall? You can pay for that. <laughs> All of our sponsors will kick in. <laughs> All zero of them. <laughs> Um, we have friends of the community. We, we do. Have a couple of them. We do. We do. So maybe we'll maybe we'll do something in that way. Our three listeners can meet each other. Um, <laughs> It'll be awesome. It'll be like a Tinder date. But look, a hundred <laughs> is a hundred. I think is a worthy milestone of some sort of special celebration, even if it's me making Jello with carrots in it for you guys. Yes. And then we grill it. No, you said you're gonna make something <laughs> else. Oh, jalapeno poppers. Oh yeah, I can make those anytime. I just gotta get the stuff. They're they're. I love them, but they are uh, annoying as fuck to make because you have to intensive. cut up so many fucking jalapenos. Don't touch your face. Uh, I use gloves. I learned a long time and ago. Go to the bathroom. Use gloves. You can go to the bathroom. Yeah, my husband's made you that mistake take the gloves. before. No, I got. <laughs> I have know. vinyl gloves. You just use gloves the whole time you're handling them, and then you throw the gloves. All away. of a sudden, he's in the shower, and I hear, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I like, had well, a jalapeno don't stick your touch. Finger up your butt, huh? <laughs> You got to get clean. <laughs> Cleanse everything. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, well, on that note. Episode 88, folks. Yeah. Check it out. Cleanse everything. <laughs> <laughs>